0: Tim and I get asked a lot. Still, when are you gonna have kids? Why aren't you having kids?
1: Real? That's oh, yeah. super rude. That's yeah. inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I want to start really embarrassing people who, and just tell some awful story about why we're not having kids, to embarrass the person who asked the question. Uh, just say I'm barren inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no.
2: I have a great answer for you to give them, but I cannot say it on the air. <laughs> we don't do it like that.
3: <laughs> Tim can't get pregnant.
4: <laughs>
3: Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show.
0: It's four minutes after six at DVE. Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Center 11. It's 72 degrees now. at DVE. I'm Val Porter. President Trump's White House aides reportedly were shocked when Trump sided with Russian President Vladimir Putin <laughs> over U.S. intelligence officials' conclusion well, that's that, good. That's good. They were shocked uh, that Russia meddled in the 2016 election. The Washington Post reports a White House official said aides had planned for Trump to push Putin during the leaders' joint press conference. Trump staff hoped being more confrontational and assertive toward Putin would make Trump look good
1: at this point aren't they all all of his aides are like cast members in Game of Thrones they don't get the script till they're they're shooting the episode yeah oh my god it's happening in front of us I'm shocked
0: Amazon says most of its prime day customers you know what should- they should
2: have done they should have done some visualization visualization technique so that like in uh a clockwork orange, you know, where he like is like they pry his eye open and then make him watch violence and associate it with nausea, so that he gets nauseous every time you know he sees violence. Uh, they should have done the same thing with him, but done it so that every time he sees Putin, he actually sees Rosie O'Donnell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
2: imagine
0: well, that would go the way the he would have quick. tore
2: into him.
1: Get, get real tough, real quick.
0: Amazon says most of its Prime Day customers should be able to shop around successfully after a glitch hit its website. Some shoppers reported seeing an error page on Amazon's homepage while others couldn't get past the Shop All Deals page. Despite the setback, the ante. Onto- Online retail giant noted that in the first hour of Prime Day in the U.S., customers ordered more items compared to the first hour last year. Shopping event began at 3 p.m. Eastern yesterday and will last for 36 hours this year. Officials say a mass casualty plan was launched at the Vans Warped Tour at KeyBank Pavilion yesterday due to the heat. Representatives say more than a dozen people out of the 15,000 in attendance were taken from the venue with heat-related issues. Officials say those 15 people are in stable condition. There is just one blockbuster video store left in the United States. Until this past weekend, there were three remaining brick-and-mortar blockbusters, but over the weekend, two Alaska stores closed. Their doors. Now, the video store in Bend, Oregon, the sole survivor. Over 10 years ago, the video retail giant had 9,000 stores across the country and was struggling with competition like Netflix on the scene. In 2011, Dish Network acquired Blockbuster through a bankruptcy and the doors started to close. General manager of the Oregon store says they're going to keep stocking DVDs and Blu rays and video games, and they don't have any plans to shut down that lone remaining U.S. Blockbuster. So he believes anytime soon.
1: A lot of people have no, no sadness or sorrow for Blockbuster. The way they ran their business, man. Like that whole be kind rewind should have been followed up by, or we'll fine your ass $50 for a movie. <laughs> I oh. mean, they used
2: to just run the tab. They were worse than student loans on compounding interest. It was just Crazy. But I'll miss the store. I, will. I
1: definitely. I
2: mean, it was iconic. I miss. Well, I will miss the store. Not, you know, it's done. It's like uh, it, the it, it, idea, the whole
1: like model. genre of movie
2: getting is. Well,
0: gone. they still have Redbox.
2: I know. I which see. It does amaze me that they mm-hmm. have Redbox, but uh, it's kind of like vinyl. I don't think it's this one's coming back, though. You know, the experience, like going to a record store, a lot of people don't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not like you go to buy CDs in a store. You're not going to National Record Mart anymore. Mm -hmm. You don't go to Tower Records. It's just not there. The medium has changed. That's not how you do it. But I will, I do like going to record stores, don't get me wrong. Um, But I used to love going to Blockbuster and and even more so the offshoot independent video Mm -hmm. renters. Mm-hmm. We had one called Video USA where I was growing up and it was terrible, but I loved going <laughs> in there because when they first came out before, well before DVDs, you would spend an hour just browsing, just browsing, looking at movies like this could be good. I don't know. I mean, I feel good about this as a choice. We're going to put this here in the maybe
1: pile. <sighs> Keep,
2: keep searching.
1: What the mom and pop shops were a lot more difficult to find stuff because it, they only put the spine out and they wouldn't do like the, they have like the clear cases. Yeah. We, we went to a place, I think it was called Best Video or something. It was in Wilkinsburg. And you just go in there and it was like, oh God, where is anything? Because Blockbuster really, to me, like nailed it in terms of just the presentation of the the newest movies. Mm-hmm. The the releases were in the outer
0: the new releases yeah. rim
1: of the whole store, and you would just start at A and
2: go all the way around the store. You'd walk right into the new releases, and that was its own fun little... It felt like being in the red carpet before an event. Yeah. Like, okay, this is where all the fancy stuff's going on here. There's <laughs> all the new stuff, but then you had the whole backup of genre just waiting for you. Yeah. Get out of new releases. I just didn't see anything I like, or they didn't have anything in stock that I really wanted to see. Let's jump into the genres. (laughs) Let's go to action. Drama? Comedy? (laughs) What are you thinking? (laughs) A Virginia
0: man's need for speed, leaving him without a car and lucky to be alive. A man driving a McLaren 720S was speeding in Fairfax County when he crashed the $300,000 car into a tree and totaled it just one day after buying it. Police say the driver miraculously only suffered non-life-threatening injuries. Fairfax County Police Department posted a picture of the mangled car urging drivers to slow down. This happened in Alexandria, Louisiana. Employees at a courthouse heard a commotion coming from a stairwell last Wednesday morning. When one of them went to check it out, they found 20-year-old Miguel Glorioso and 19-year-old Jamie Lee Cootie having sex in the stairwell. okay. Turns out Miguel was an inmate on work release and his job was to clean the courthouse, so his girlfriend showed up for a little afternoon delight. Uh, he is back in jail. She was also arrested. They are both facing obscenity charges.
2: <laughs> we were buffering the floor. You yeah, know, there's nothing wrong. She was
1: helping me with my broomstick.
0: <laughs> an article posted on the website of a U.K. publication is claiming Jimmy Page and Robert Plant are in talks to reunite Led Zeppelin. That article published over the weekend quotes an unnamed, well-placed source is saying Page and Plant are discussing How to celebrate the band's 50th anniversary this year? The source says they are currently, uh, there are currently lots of things on the table and obviously playing live is one of them, although. They've all denied it. Another option reportedly in consideration is having other musicians on stage playing their hits and they would join in. Guns N' Roses is officially the biggest musical act on YouTube for both the 80s and 90s. The band's music video for the 1991 song November Rain is the first clip from the 90s to reach the billion view mark. The video for the track off the 91 album Use Your Illusion 1 averaged close to 560,000 views Every day last year. Oh, my
1: God. Insane.
0: I can only th- guess that's because of the tour.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's a really cool video. It's Other. one of the first videos I remember where it was like there was a drone footage. You remember how it was like coming up over Slash playing the guitar? That was that was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: Other videos from the band that have garnered a significant number of views include Sweet Child Mine, about uh, $692 million. And don't cry at just over 470 million. Showers and thunderstorms possible through mid afternoon, low 80s for the high drop and into the 50s overnight tonight. It's 72 at DVE.
2: I mean, you can't just lay it on me that Led Zeppelin might not get to get or might get back together and not expect to hear the show start with a little Led Zeppelin today. If you're giving me a reason.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to play Guns N' Roses.
2: <laughs> to start with Zeppelin. No, I had already in my mind while you are doing the Guns N' Roses story, oh. I was picking out the Zeppelin tune to start with today. Because we gotta. Because Greta Van Fleet's in town tomorrow night. Here's some Led Zeppelin. Ten years gone from physical graffiti. Always in my top three. It's always up there. in In the pantheon of Zeppelin tunes for me. Ten years gone. Oh, boy, your microphone sounds like mine now. It's doing the (laughs)
4: the
2: yawning fawn. Wait, what's it called? Yawning Tiger. Yawning Tiger. Mm
4: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, we've got a
2: great contest for you right now. Uh, If you're a Steeler fan, sure you might be down uh, about the Lev Bell situation. Tim Benz will be in to fill you in about uh, what's going on, the latest with his contract. And no extension was uh, signed. No uh, agreement reached between both parties. Mark Caboli from The Athletic at 7.15. Jerry Dulack at 8.15. We'll both speak to that. Uh, but we can still send you out to the Steelers training camp for Lev Bell's last training camp as the Steeler.
1: I don't think it's his last. He's probably not going to be there. He's
2: probably No, he's probably not. But you could be there, and you'll be dressed just like Mike and have an experience just like that of our own Mike Pursuta, Steeler training camp veteran. DVE Sports. Yeah, exactly. Oh, jeez.
4: Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize just, all the mics just were on. The, just I music. can still hear the music. I know, I it's know. It's my fault. Oh, just say no. it was me. Uh. I can still hear the music in the monitors. <laughs> I
0: didn't know the mics uh. were on.
2: I know you didn't. It's okay. Well, we got to get that fixed. We do. Uh, no, well, I, I'll explain. Yes, it's. Yes, we do. Um, I, I believed glorious. it. I don't know if Joe did. I did. So, okay, we're good.
5: I still heard 10 years gone. What's going on here? <laughs>
2: uh, Val Porter saying what we all <laughs> think. And Tim Ben's here to tell you what you already know. Yeah. Sports on DVE.
5: We live in strange times. Russia, it's our best friend, and we hate our favorite running back. It's a weird era to be alive. <laughs> BobbyRayhall.com giving you sports right now. I'm in for Mike Pursuit today. And according to Ian Rappaport, the Pittsburgh Steelers... Offered Le'Veon Bell yesterday a guaranteed contract with $33 million up front, and he said no. $70 wow. million over the life of the deal, and Le'Veon Bell is going to be performing the 2018 season under the franchise tag. Could not work out a long-term deal with the team, and I say that assuming he shows up at all, which is not a 100% certainty. Um, I think a lot of people are suggesting, well, he's going to do that. And he said that tweet out yesterday, 2018 is going to be my best year yet. That would infer you would have to be there since game one, one would think, and play all 16. But when you start doing the math, maybe he can hold out for a couple weeks, eight weeks, up to ten weeks before he actually has the one-year accrued towards free agency. And that would be week 11, where he has to show up and start playing again for the Steelers. Wow. You don't think he's going to do that. I don't know. If he's that willing to leave that much guaranteed money on the table, why would he not leave $900,000 per week on the table? I wouldn't. But then again, I wouldn't leave behind $33 million as an option either. Right. Uh, This is the exact term, according to Ian Rappaport, that the Steelers offered, Bell. Ian Rappaport from NFL.com.
6: From my understanding, the Steelers' final offer was five years, $70 million, $33 million in guarantees, with an average of $15 million over three years. That sounds like a lot. Five years, an average of $14 million. But actually, the franchise tag is going to pay Bell $14.5 million just on one year, so clearly not quite what he wanted.
0: It's $14 million. <laughs>
5: right. Those
6: sick beats in the background,
5: by the way, off of Lev's latest album that he worked with Wiz up in Aetna. Oh, really? Uh, Oh, God. That was Rappaport from NFL.com. All right, just to put this in perspective, all right? Now, again, Pro Football Talk pointed this out yesterday, that that is just a leaked report from the Steelers. Yeah,
2: it, it, it's, it's impossible to evaluate the offer given to him with the limited information released.
5: Right. Those are just the basics, like the, the numbers were. this is the bonus, this is the term, this is the average annual value, and this is the overall payout. And we haven't heard from Bell's side yet as to whether or not those numbers are accurate. But you know what? Then deny it. Tell us what they are then. Adisa Bakari, his agent, who in my opinion is as much of a villain in all this as Bell is, then say something. You're making these statements like you said yesterday. Well, they're not paying the player. They're paying the position. If you're going to try to come up with stupid statements like that, at least come up with a denial and give us some information as to what they really offered then. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, the only thing that really matters is the guaranteed money anyway, right? But Bell has done nothing but talk about ego numbers. The low-hanging fruit, the average annual value, he wrapped about $15 million. He's, yeah, he's not talking about guaranteed, I'm going to need.
4: Right, <laughs> he wants
5: $15 million. He wants the life of the contract to be the franchise tag. If you're going to pay me that for one year, you should pay me that for five. I want 17 like Lev Bell. All the ego numbers. What should be important is the guarantee. And we've gotten no information from them ever as to what the guarantees were. But if you put that in perspective to what Devontae Freeman makes for the Atlanta Falcons... The next highest-paid running back in the National Football League, they are paying the player, right? Because it's massively over what Devontae Freeman was guaranteed. Devontae Freeman was only guaranteed eighteen million. He's going to be guaranteed thirty-three. Devontae Freeman was only going to make eight point two five million annually. Le'Veon Bell was going to make fourteen. It's so stupid. 70 million over the life of the deal. Devontae Freeman's was only 41. That is paying the player. That's not paying the position because it's massively above pay for the position.
2: This is the third time he's had a chance to... He escaped the, the potential for disaster an injury while he held out for a better contract, and the Steelers have upped it every time. And now this would be making him the highest paid running back in the league by a wide margin, and that's still not good enough for him. Well,
5: see ya. Goodbye. So, you're saying just rescind the franchise tag offer? No. Oh, okay. But <laughs> <When laughs> no. you said see a goodbye. I was taking you literally. No, right for a I second. mean,
2: no. You mean you keep him for this? Yeah. And then run oh. the wheels off him. Exactly. Well, Don't that's part of the this- reason
5: why I think he might stay away is because of that mentality right there. Yeah. Because they're obviously chasing whatever they want could be compromised by what happens over the course of the first 10 games much more readily than what will happen over the last six. And if he swoops in and you know on a white horse and is their savior down the stretch and helps turn a season around or is great at the playoffs or great at the end of the year, you know we've always known him to break down at the end of the year and have an injury at the end of the year or have a cataclysmic injury like when Burfick took him out on the sideline. We've never known him to be hurt and then healthy at the end of the year and be the savior. They could play that to their advantage when they go into free agency next you season. You know where he's going to end up going if he does that? To a team that has the money
2: to pay him. And you know what kind of team that's going to be? Washington,
5: a Miami, Cleveland, team. San Francisco. Well, San Francisco actually might be building towards something. but Yeah, yeah for sure. So he's not
2: going to come in and light it up if he only plays the last six, seven games of the year next year. You know he's going to come in and have that same slow start. Football speed, I don't care. It's different. Being in football shape is different. Getting the rhythms of the game down takes time. And the longer he stands out, or stays out rather, uh, Tim, it only... Uh, yeah. uh increases the amount of time it's gonna take him to get reacclimated. It at least took two weeks last year.
5: Okay, I agree with you. So let's say that's accurate. Then we have to dial back the whole he's washed up thing or he's on the downside of his career thing. I don't people,
2: anybody I don't think anybody says he's
5: washed up. Oh, I Madden, think he, Madden was talking yesterday about how he's not as good as everybody says he is because oh, wow. he's on the he had a bad year last yeah, but year. But you're like
2: mad that's like listening to a wrestler and being like, well look he was talking about
5: some foreign policy. <laughs> Because he's just trying to madden's doing a show no there there are some people who are trying to justify Bell's eventual exit by saying he's not that good anymore and trying to rationalize it based on his yards per carry and his yards per reception no, that's last just, year that's just stupid, and I still think he's a great player, and I think that his his averages last year were dragged down by the first three bad weeks. If you look at his numbers over the last four games sorry last twelve games that he played. He was really good. Well, in
2: rushing attempts I would imagine and rushing yards would even have been down because they were coming from behind a lot. Weren't
5: they down like 6 games and they came back to win? Uh yeah, but it, even as he had fewer long runs than he did in previous seasons. I
2: still think he's at the top of his game. I I'm not saying ah the hell with him. I'm saying run the wheels off him. Use him to do everything he bitched about not getting enough carries in crucial moments last year. We'll give him all the carries this year. Make him your horse. And when uh, if it breaks down, well then he made a huge horrible gamble. Yeah. Which is what I've been saying for the last 2 years. I don't know who's advising this guy. It's the dumbest stuff in the world. At some point you need security.
5: Yeah. No, I'm with you, because he's obviously a diva athlete who needs some guidance, and either this agent is the one that's putting those ideas in his head, or he's not pushing hard enough for him to sign. We're talking about $500,000 a year average annual value. Who cares? The problem with having an agent where they they don't
1: have a lot of other clients is like if he had Drew Rosenhaus, Drew Rosenhaus gets a bad name, Drew Rosenhaus could put that money in perspective for him. he can be like, look, I represented a lot of running backs over my time. This is more money than anybody's got paid. You really need to think about signing yeah, this the deal.
2: agent probably needed to sell him on this instead of saying, like, they're disrespecting you. And that's the only way I think that this could be playing out for him. If you're trying to, to make all your
1: money on one
2: commission check. I, like, again, $500,000 difference over the course of how many
5: years? Yeah, if you believe if that's one of the numbers if he has that cited. Is. Yes. 14.5. Well, he has said that. 14.5. Over five years. Over five so years.
2: 2.5 million. Take 10% out for your Agent, Now take another 10% out for your manager. Now pay taxes. Now what does that end up for you in your bank account over the life of it to retire a Steeler, which you said was so important to you? It's about a
5: million dollars total. Oh, yeah, that outraged me yesterday when the agent came out and said his goal was to retire a Steeler. No, it was not. Oh, no. If his Such. goal was Can't to retire a Steeler, then he could have retired a Steeler. His goal was to make as much money as possible on the free agent market. Garbage. He said that. You know, like you know, I keep calling him the running back Rosa Parks. He wants to re- he wants to be a pioneer, a social yeah. pioneer for running backs. That's his goal. It's not to be in
6: Pittsburgh.
2: It's true. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll finish up with sports. Tim Ben's filling in for Pursuit. Of this- <laughs> Val, we're going on the, the air. So don't don't start dropping <laughs> f bombs.
5: What you think of that Russia thing, Val? <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> Tim Ben's filling in for uh, Mike Pursuit with your sports this morning on DVE, and we were consumed with the Lev Bell news there in the last segment, but a look at the other things going on in sports right now.
5: Yeah, a couple other things as far as uh, that goes, just uh, I don't know if people know, he's not the only one, there's some other big names too. LaMarcus Joyner, he got franchised, Uh, so did Ziggy Ansah, and so did DeMarcus Lawrence. Those are the other guys in the NFL of real note to get a franchise tag from yesterday. Uh, Despite all the negative headlines about ratings swoons, fan disinterest, lawsuits, labor strife, anthem debate, The NFL actually saw an uptick in revenue last year of 4.9%. You know, the Packers are publicly owned teams. They have to disclose their financial information. This Mm -hmm. is how everybody gets their financial information on the NFL over here, is because of the Packers. Yes. You can count on this story coming every year. Because it's publicly owned. Yeah, and it comes at roughly the same time as the franchise tag stuff. Right. So they, I guess, distributed $8 billion worth of revenue last year amongst their teams. That's a $4.9 million uptick. And the great irony is... So much of that money, according to Darren Ravel, is in a wash of funds that come from the Thursday night contract. And we were all complaining last year about how bad Thursday night football is and no one's watching it. Well, that's the main reason why they got as rich as they did last so year.
2: So each team got $255 million? Correct, yes. That's just crazy. Yeah, each team. Um, it does make me think Le'Veon Bell should get paid when you hear that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, forget it. everything we just said. They're making too much money.
7: And well, then, uh, they should
2: just, the cap should go up. I mean, you know. Yeah. They're making so much money. Pay the players. These guys are crippled the rest of their lives and mentally deficient from having beaten themselves to a pulp. I know they could choose to do something else, but uh, I don't know. A little remuneration across the board wouldn't be such a bad thing.
5: All-Star Game is tonight. Home run contest last night. You see Bryce Harper's routine with the star-spangled bat and the red, white, and blue headband and... Obviously hitting these things on Greenies because it seemed like he was just out of his mind. Like he had done, ri- like he actually put cocaine down the sidelines yeah. of the baselines and snorted them before. He was off the chain last night, yeah. like unhinged. But it was kind of fun to watch. Uh, here's Harper on winning the home run derby. I think I had nine um,
2: after that second uh, that second timeout. Um, I think what like a
5: minute minute forty
2: five left or something like that. I don't know. Um, and then I knew I had 30 seconds, so I walked over and I saw Doolittle, I saw Max, and uh, I said, Ah, oh, Max, I got to hit nine. He goes, No, you got to hit 10.
5: <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, you're right. Okay, here we go. And he had like a 474 foot bomb to win it against Kyle Schwarber. Uh, the All Star game this evening Garrett Cole, Charlie Morton, former Pirates, they're out there along with Felipe Vasquez for the Bucks, who is their lone representative. And I'll wrap up with this. Former Steeler wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders avoided any significant fallout from a traffic accident in Colorado last year. He only had to pay a $50 fine. I guess he was in heavy traffic in Denver, and he was alongside another woman, both of whom said, we're sick of this, and made the same dink move at the same time, and karma interceded, and they both collided and hit each other. And, you know, he faced some sort of significant fine and walked away with a $50 pinch, and that was it. So, two dogs. Two dogs, one median for them to <laughs> get collided in. Sal's well, got news, top of the hour. Valerie.
0: Uh, we're going to talk about the key to looking good.
2: Also, Mark Bully from The Athletic, 715, talks about the Lev Bell situation. His contention, hey, eh, this is just good moves by both sides here. Jerry Dulac, 815, I'm sure with a little different take on that. And Billy Gardell returns in the 9 o'clock hour. Here's the Clarks. It's the DVE morning show. So tonight, 8 p.m. on WQED, the fourth in the series of Nebbies. Three more to go. Four Nebbies down, three to go. Uh, so that's tonight. Make sure to check that out. And special preview for the next Nebby. We're really excited about this one. That Kennywood summer. Yeah. You know, what? can you tell what that is?
1: We're gonna- I think I can. Yeah. What do you think it is? I think that it is. Getting people's memories of their trips to Kennywood in the, in the summer. No. Or the summer that you did Kennywood <laughs> memories. No. Nope. Brandy
3: Bellman and no. the TVE no.
2: Morning Show. No. No.
1: Oh, man, that's my alarm Ugh. clock.
2: That no. gets me out of bed no. every morning. Oh, it's so good.
1: No, Cervelli's is hopeful. No?
2: No, no but maybe. Okay, let's do it. No. No, never going to happen. No. No. The I want a s- no.
0: happy Sunday as a wake-up call.
2: I want him to do every day single of day of the yeah, week. Yeah,
0: can we get can we get him to do a good morning time to get up?
2: Uh, happy Monday, happy Sunday. Well, happy maybe Tuesday. he can do it for everything. Like UPMC could get him and be like,
0: happy colonoscopy.
1: <laughs> happy treason summit. <laughs> hey, happy treason.
2: Hey, happy treason. No, no. I swore earlier. It's off to a we're off to a really good start today.
4: Hi, everybody. We're just
2: we're just it's one of those days. It's been a thousand degrees. It's uh uh there's a lightning storm and thunderous uh, activity in this a moment's notice. Sucks.
1: It has yeah sucks. this summer really has the weather has just been awful. It's either like it's
0: like a rainforest
1: too hot to go outside or flood,
2: right. It's it's not been the best of weather. There's Can no doubt about it. we just have some it.
1: normal weather?
2: No.
4: <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> I did get the answer right. I guessed right the second one, but it was too late. I had oh, already on the back thing.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, it's fine.
1: It's going to be all the, uh, the deleted Outtakes. scenes. Uh, right, from the Kennywood actual remembers.
2: deleted scenes. Yeah.
1: I was actually talking to Gino when we went to Kennywood on Sunday, and he was asking Rick for... He was like, anything you have of me and Brian, I want. And Rick was like, we have so much. I was like, Gino, you you could put out a whole thing of just you checking the rides. like As much of that as possible,
2: I'd buy it. I, I think there should be a web series based on Brian and Gino. Of course. Like somebody, like Kurt, Wooten, and Chris Praxda should their next project should be Brian and Gino
7: cause
1: they you're both all right, Gino.
4: work
2: there yeah you sure you're alright yeah
1: no what do you got Val oh my god Gino you're not alright
0: Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. It's It's 73 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Xfinity from Comcast. The most popular meteor shower of the year is making its debut. The Perseid meteor shower begins today. Scientists say Earth will pass through the path of comet Swift-Tuttle. Uh, Today through the August 24th, with the shower's peak set to happen August 12th, viewers can still catch meteor action, though, before or after the peak time. The meteor shower can be seen best from the northern hemisphere and down to the mid-southern latitudes, Uh, so keep your eye on the sky for that. In another space news, NASA officials say they may have discovered the so-called building blocks for life on Mars in the 70s, but they accidentally burned the evidence
4: oops oops
0: (laughs) you
2: had one job johnson that's when mcgruber was in charge of the mars expedition
0: (laughs) after scientists found complex organic molecules on the red planet they went back to earlier probe missions to examine why it took so long to find the matter turns out back in the 70s a viking unit which landed did in fact detect the organic material but accidentally burned it when they heated the sample up to 500 degrees for data analysis a little they, too hot
2: that's when they set it on fire that's <laughs> when they burned toasty. it that's,
1: that's when they lost it
2: well Turns maybe space up, force can get up there and oh, collect new samples right. for us space force <laughs> dun, dun, dun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't burn the mars chunks <laughs> get them back here
0: so what do you think the key is to looking good
1: Sleep. Sleep.
0: Yep, that's it. A new study found the key to looking good is going to bed and waking up at very specific times. Now, these are times they figured out. These are not specific to each person. It's all encompassing. Uh, They say if you do, your sleep will match your body's natural rhythms. It'll help you have clearer and better skin and brighter eyes. The time you should go to bed, 9.45 p.m. Time you should get up. 6:55 6:55 a.m.
4: Oh my! God. It's yeah,
0: nine hours and ten minutes.
1: I'm off by an hour both each ways.
2: way. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, more than an hour on the yeah. on the upside. No, I I mean, look, I would love for that to no. be the case. I am so far and gone. It's
0: sleeping Beauty, you know.
2: Yeah, well, that'd be great. I mean, someone took a picture of me the other day and uh, sent it to me in in, in Deutschtown, and it, now granted, it was long into. Uh, a, ba- a hot day a hot day and drinking beer all day and everything but i looked like a baggage carousel had all jumbled up <laughs> like my face it just it just looked like a whore, like oh, what happened to that poor guy is he okay what's that 90 year old guy doing there
1: <laughs> Oh that's Randy they
2: oh, oh. oh they oh they found the
1: elements the building blocks of life and they burned them oh. what happened to
2: him <laughs> it's amazing and then and weirdly I feel like I can get like two good nights of sleep and, and be back to normal. Yeah. And not even like normal, but like it it makes Better. me at least feel like it. Yeah. It's not as horrific.
1: They were they were sh- on the NFL network the other day. They were showing a rewind of one of the hard knocks and it was the one with the Houston Texans. And JJ Watt was sitting there talking to one of the receivers who was an up and comer and and the guy was just basically trying to pick his brain, like, What what do you do? Like, what's your preparation like? What what's your process? And he was like, Well, I read that Olympic athletes need anywhere from nine to ten hours of sleep, so I get nine to ten hours of sleep all summer and he's like, You you won't believe the benefits that I'm that I'm getting from this. He's like, It's it's incredible. He's like, What time the dude's just looking at him like he's an alien. He's like What time did you go to bed, though? (laughs) He's like, well, I'll go to bed tonight around 8.30. The dude was like, for real? Yeah. Huh? Like, (laughs) seriously?
2: I always find that on Friday nights, I can fall asleep for the night at about 8.30. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't have trouble falling asleep. I have trouble staying asleep.
1: That's my problem, too, Val. It's the staying asleep thing. I can't tell you the last time I've slept all the way through the night.
0: Yeah, me either.
2: Well, I mean, I get up and pee and get <laughs> and get cereal. <laughs> have cereal. Yeah, right. Get on Twitter for an hour and then try to go back to sleep. That doesn't seem to work That's out
1: probably though. not
2: great. Maybe oh, that's a problem. I wonder
0: if they have sleep pods. They do. That you can buy for your house? Yeah. Really? Get a
2: hyperbaric oh, chamber, dude. You'll go right out. No,
1: now. no, no. Here's the thing, though. You can't get in those hyperbaric chambers uh, if you have any kind of sinus issue at all. And if you don't even know you have it, you'll find out. Because, Why? Because I went and got in one. And <laughs> uh, there was there's this place that has like cryo and it's a chiropractor. I forget what the name of it I is. I
2: don't know. The guy
7: blew up a pool
2: toy. Yeah, told you know, me it was a hyperbaric chamber. I mean, I, <laughs> I believe I don't know.
1: Now, it was all his breath, which I thought was weird. <laughs> Uh, uh, it took relax. so long to get compressed. Right. Anyways, um, it no, but I went and got in one, and they started. You know, comp- as soon as it started compressing, my head felt like it was going to pop.
0: Do you keep your head out, or no. is your whole everything? No, you're, everything's you're all in.
1: the way inside.
2: Oh, that'd and be cool I, if you I, look I, like I Violet hit, Beauregard and <laughs> Willy Wonka, and you're just
0: big purple. Yeah,
1: I hit the panic button, and they had to to hit the deflate. Get thing. you out. Yeah. Why? because if you have any kind of congestion even if you don't know it's that squeezes you're sick your head. it it like just the compression yeah it co- creates pressure. it creates pressure on your your brain and it's like you get a massive headache
2: maybe that's why Heinz ward was always smiling he was just like he got compressed that way <laughs> <laughs> his face just got spies like us
4: yeah
1: have you ever tried to do the sleep deprivation? Like the um, um,
0: I am in sleep deprivation
2: every day. Oh, what is it called? The 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 tank,
1: the float. Oh, tank?
0: the sensory deprivation. Sensory deprivation. No, yeah. I haven't.
2: You want to do a show from the sensory deprivation tank? Yeah. I recommend it. I recommend it.
0: That's the salt water float.
2: Yeah,
4: because I would totally do because
1: it. all day, even just sitting like this, we're causing inflammation in our bodies. Yeah, you know, just sure. all, all of our weight is is forcing down on our backs or wherever and, you know, on our on our arms. And all, all day, you're you're never at a point, if, even if you're laying down, that you're not creating some kind of inflammation. And that's why the sensory deprivation tank is like basically stops the flow of taking in information, taking in inflammation, and just floating. Oh, like wow. Like in a void. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's do it. Bill wanted to start the year by doing something
2: new. I did. What'd you do? I can't remember. Cryo. (laughs) I've done nothing. Cryo. Okay. I do cryo all the time. It's great, isn't it? It's my favorite thing in the world. I get excited. Do you feel better? Oh my god,
0: yes. Really? Yes. Maybe I need to try it.
1: You should, especially because you have such a like a cold body kind of feels like you you
2: have like this I you're get a freezing. cold
0: hard bitch dude no. i sat in her no, you
2: i sat in her office yesterday with yeah. me and bartnick after the show we were waiting for her to get out of the other office and i was like i'm waiting i
0: had my space heater on
2: dude was a thousand degrees val has a flipping heater on under her desk i'm like are you kidding me grandma the heat's on <laughs> Telling you, if you started well, doing if you started
1: doing uh cold immersion, your body would start generating more heat.
0: I'll have to try it. Yeah,
2: Naturally. dude, cold immersion. We'll go after the show.
0: You know what? I also <laughs> want you know the old torture device, the rack that they yeah. stretch you out? I want one of those.
2: Why well, you just want traction? Well, I want yeah. it to stretch my arm. Yeah, you out. want traction.
0: Does that you happen? You want traction? one of those. Get
2: an exercise, exercise ball and lean backwards over it. It'll do the same thing. You don't need to, unless you want the BDSM part of it, and that's between <laughs> you and your maker.
1: <laughs> maker. What, what's the thing that you you flip upside down and hang?
0: Yeah. Because that's, that's the traction? Same thing, Inversion right? table? No. Inversion
1: tables.
2: No. the-
0: Yeah, it's like, it looks like it's from it, the it 70s. It flips. I don't know why I always think of I Dream of genie when I Sounds see it. Sounds like this an thing. eyes
2: wide shut table. I, I, You
1: no, you. It's not a table. You strap your feet in, in, like your ankles are.
0: It's like a cot.
1: And then you lean back, and And it it flips you upside down. I think Pursuita has one of those. It's an inversion table. Okay. Yeah.
0: Let's go. Let's all go get frozen together.
1: Dude, I'll take you anytime you want to go. I'm down. I'm actually getting a uh, a tub from (laughs) Home Depot because I want to start doing ice Ice baths.
0: Yeah. Good lord.
2: How are you gonna make that much ice? Uh, you get it where well, you have to buy it. Waste ice. Huh? Uh, Unless you, you give it to the kids you use for drinks afterwards. So oh, wait God, a minute. No, no, I wouldn't do that to them.
0: <laughs> the thing you guys do, yeah. you don't get wet, do you? No. You just stand in there and it's like it's dry gas. ice. It's, yeah, yeah. type.
2: It's nitrogen. It's awesome. It's incredible. You should try, try it. it. Benzie, have you ever done Cryotherapy. Yeah, you should. Yeah, it's 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 incredible. Val, the other one is supposed to be. Now I haven't done this. Now Bill is a proponent of the saunas. As Bartnick was telling me about this yesterday too, uh, but the infrared sauna is the big one. Yeah,
1: people dig that. I mean, I just I, the the gym that I go to has a sauna. It's not infrared, but I just um, read some of the benefits of going and just sweating out the toxins and the metals that are in your body. Yeah, a couple times a week.
2: The gym I have has a, a steam room, but uh, I'm pretty sure it hasn't been cleaned since Myron Cope was in there <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In, this, <laughs> in, in, in the late, late 70s. You're going to get it. Yeah, definitely getting Legionnaire's disease in that thing.
1: I don't, I, I had a bad experience at a steam room once and I, I just won't go back. It was like... Like Bob Arie? Uh Kind
2: of. Like John Travolta With was yeah, in there going, It was like hey, I
1: couldn't hey, see anything hey, and then when I could, it was just all the Drunk. guys were naked
5: in there and I was like, God, <laughs> God. I'm trying to picture Myron in a steam room. <laughs> what sort of Just t- toxins were getting sweated out there? <laughs> half of it was steam, half
1: of it was cigarette smoke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you shouldn't smoke in here, Myron. I think that kind of crosses out the effects.
2: Wow, sure is steamy in here. That's not steam. That's <laughs> it's smoke. Uh, on the line right now, Mark Caboli from rent. The Athletic uh, joining us. Good morning, Mark. How are you, man? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? Uh, good. Good. Le'Veon Bell. And the Steelers failed to reach an agreement on an extension. Now, the terms we've been given by the Steelers were incomplete. That is to say, we had an overall picture of what the contract was. We don't know the particulars, and, and specifically speaking, of course, about the guaranteed money, because that's really what matters. But not to Lev Bell, as Benzies pointed out uh, this morning. All, the only thing he's been yelling about is that yearly total, is the, is the ego numbers. He hasn't been talking about the smart money of what's guaranteed or anything like that. But I read your piece in The Athletic, and your uh, assertion is, well, you know what? The Steelers were smart for not giving in anymore, and Lev Bell was smart for not giving in anymore.
7: Yeah, you know what? Steelers are, you know, normally that's what they do. They had their number where they were comfortable at. They presented it with him, and everything you heard is that, you know, they might have maneuvered a little bit up to uh, get a little bit closer, and Le'Veon had his number, and they just didn't match, and neither one was going to budge for it to happen for a contract to get done Somebody was going to have to give in a little bit, and it didn't look like either side gave in enough and uh I know I know what Benji's saying about the uh you know the ego number he wanted it to be at a certain spot that might be Leveon Bell's talking, but his agent's talking when he, when it, when it comes to him, he knows what the the big number is, and the big number is the guaranteed number, and we really haven't gotten that number, and we probably won't ever get that number because uh, <clears throat> that just number never usually comes out and it's funny how that one is the one that's always you know always the one that's not available in this uh, when when they talk about stuff like this because if it's you know $20 million guaranteed then uh, you know that's probably a good thing for Le'Veon Bell not to take it you know He just gets to the point where he wants to see what his market value is. The Steelers have prevented that for two straight years now by slapping the exclusive tag on him. He's going to go out and see how much he's worth next year. And you know what? It's probably going to be a lot more than what uh, the Steelers offered him right now.
5: Well, he's almost been worth... On an average annual value level, close to double the second highest paid running back. Is that enough? I mean, I know, like Randy was saying, your impression was they both did the right thing. Did Le'Veon Bell really do the right thing by saying no to this much money?
7: You know, we'll probably find that out next year. I mean, right now it seems kind of crazy to turn that money down for, you know, it doesn't look like it would be that much different. It all depends on how it's structured. I mean, how much is who's going to give them a ton of money next year? I know Cleveland and the Colts have a ton of money under the cap again next year. I mean, how much is uh, you know how much are they willing to put forward? How much is that money going to be guaranteed? So I, it looks like that's you know it could go either way. I mean, I don't think it's going to be break the bank type of money. He already got you know twenty seven guaranteed over the past two years I mean that, that's a pretty good number so I, I don't I don't know how much more he's going to get and, and he's probably going to have to play if he leaves next year which looks like it's almost a guarantee he's gonna to have to play for a garbage team too so I mean right that's th- what I'm that's why think- I don't think it's smart <laughs> yeah you would think that he would take that into account but once again we don't know where that guaranteed money was I mean, Steelers don't give a lot of guaranteed money. The the most guaranteed money they ever gave somebody was Roethlisberger. I think it was $31 but he was a $100 million guy. Antonio Brown only got $19 million guaranteed. So you wouldn't see that uh, it would be much more than that. And somebody will give him much more than that guarantee next year.
2: How can we say that this agent is acting on his best interest, in his best interest, when he says things as disingenuous as, well, they're willing to pay the position, but not the player. And then you look at the difference between what the second highest running back salary is, and what they were willing to pay Lev Bell, and it's not even close. They're clearly
7: paying for the player. I'm just, I, I'm not a big proponent of um, not paying him the money just because his You know, the people around him, the rest of the running backs in the league are not getting paid that type of money. That's not Le'Veon Bell's fault that nobody else is paying running backs. If he's, uh, you know, if his worth is $17 million a year and the team is available, a team out there next year will pay him that type of money, then you know what? That's what he's worth. I really don't like to say, hey, Devontae Freeman's only eight million bucks, so you should only make ten million bucks. I don't think it should work that way. I mean I look at it like this way. Andy Dalton's making sixteen million bucks this year. Would you rather have Andy Dalton or Le'Veon Bell <laughs> on your team right now?
4: <laughs> That, well, that well no, but that, I mean, come the, on! Why? Like,
5: but I keep hearing that, Mark. There's a difference between quarterbacks and everybody else. You okay, can't argue. I, I, you can't I, argue I can. the difference of a quarterback and put that in the same perspective, even as Lev is trying okay. to do between running back and wide receiver.
7: What about the wide receiver? Then would you rather have? Right well, I could argue very, very easily the that the it's Montana easy. Adams.
5: It's easier to be good still at 33 as a wide receiver than it is as a running back.
7: Well, uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean. But uh, you can say that about a, a lot of positions, but you don't right, know cause that. Right, because positions
5: are different. But
7: wait, 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 but you don't know that, Benzie. You're assuming that, but he may be different. You know what? Jerry Rice played until he's 40, but I bet there's a lot of wide receivers out there played until they're about 23, 24, 25 as well then just petered out, too. So you never do know. I think uh, you know, it's individual cases, and you um, on Bell thinks he can play You know, 32, 33, 34. Why not? I mean, D'Angelo Williams was pretty successful with 32 or 33 as well. And that's six, seven years from now for Le'Veon Bell. So it's not impossible for him to be good. Look, Adrian Peterson, he had great numbers in his 30s as well. So it's not like it's impossible.
1: Don't you think Le'Veon Bell, though, Mark, has to stop saying that that his number one goal was to retire a Steeler?
7: Yeah, I think that ship has sailed, man. You're done. You're not coming back from this one. One thing you don't do in this city is, and it's probably a lot of cities like that, is complain about money. You don't win, so even though he's <laughs> the optics are terrible that he turned down seventy million bucks, now you're saying you want to be a stealer for life, man. That that's not gonna that doesn't go over very well in any town, and especially this town. So he probably should say that because if you wanted to be a sealer for for life, he could have signed last year. You could sign you this year. He <laughs> right. could sign right. next year if he really wanted to be a fillet it's, it's, it's interesting to me because I don't think he's going to get paid that much more next year than what the Steelers offered him. But I think he will get paid more. It's the question of, you know, is it that much more of a difference that he would want to make a jump if over, you know, if it's a million dollars a year or so. That's what's the interesting part.
2: I know one way he won't get paid next year. He gets <laughs> hurt this year.
5: Even if even even it's what? just in the last six games of the regular season. And that yeah.
2: is that is a, a, a possibility that is increasing exponentially as time goes by for Lemon. You know
7: what? And that's probably one of the only ways, if the only way, he would be a stealer again next year. Think about it.
4: Gets yeah. hurt late in
7: the year. Not a lot of teams want to invest a ton of money on him. He comes back again on a one-year deal. That's probably the only way he gets he returns to Steeler next year.
2: Mark Caboli from The Athletic. Always a pleasure to talk with you, Mark. Thanks for your time this morning. All right, guys. Okay, man, we'll see you. Next hour, we're going to talk with Jerry Dulack, Steelers reporter for the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, part of the Pittsburgh Steelers Radio Network broadcast right here on your home of the Black and Gold 102.5 DVE. With Jerry, we're going to talk uh, a little more specific about when do you think Lev Bell shows up? And uh, Ian Rappaport's going to talk about that in sports, too. Tim Benz filling in for Mike Persuda with your sports next on the D- DVE Sports. All right, Mike Persuda is off. More on Mike's the Be Like Mike contest that we have for you where you can go out to Steelers training camp. You go to dve.com and register, and you might win an opportunity to be like Mike. You'll get a hotel room uh, in La Trobe that'll look like Mike's dorm room at St. Vincent <laughs> <laughs> College. Cargo shorts, Steeler golf shirt, Michigan State baseball hat, USA hockey jersey, Springsteen poster, coffee cup to be used as a tobacco spittoon, American flag hanging, the whole kit and caboodle provided for you. You're sitting in with the DVE morning show the next day to watch us interview players and coaches, and you get tickets to the Steelers-Titans preseason game on August 25th. The free hotel, uh, gift certificate for Sharkies or Dino's, wherever the Mike Pursuit at Training Camp show will be, where you will, of course, have VIP status. And uh, the sideline passes to follow Mike in the press around for Pittsburgh Steelers- uh, Afternoon practice, Wednesday afternoon, August 1st at St. Vincent College in La Trobe. Go to dve.com and register at the contest page to be like Mike. Tim Benz knows what that's like all too well. Filling in for Mike this morning with sports on DVE.
5: I want to be like Lev and say no to $33 million because I think I can get more. (laughs) He's a dope. Citizens Bank, where Lev could have put his money if he had signed yesterday if he wanted to. They're giving you the 730 sports update. Which poster, by the way, do we go with for Springsteen for... Pursuda.
2: born to run oh, or not born to run? Uh, born in the USA. Born in the
5: USA. Yeah, yeah. with the uh, red cap in the yeah. back of the blue jeans. Yes. Why not? Sure. Sell out Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So I promised you the soundbite here, from- which is the perfect
2: song, actually, because it, it encompasses the the contradiction that Mike often is.
5: <laughs> Can we have it playing when people walk into the room? Just open up the door and it plays on its own. One of those things. All right. So uh, Ian Rappaport talked about what you referenced before the commercial break Randy which is what happens now for Lev Bell mm-hmm. and what happens next season for Lev Bell. This is what he said on the NFL Network after he gave the terms of the agreement that the Steelers offered to him which was Bell turning down allegedly $33 million guaranteed, 70 million over the life of the contract, 14 million average annual value.
6: As far as his agent Adisa Procari saying the practical reality is that this is likely Bell's last season as a member of the Steelers, we we will see what this does mean just based on what a third franchise tag would be at the very least bell is going to test the free agent market and probably be the top free agent next year so not just agents speak no this is math the steelers can't tag him he is going to hit the market what we don't know is that the Steelers are going to outbid everyone next year. That could happen.
5: No, we know that's not going to happen. No, That, that no. is not going to happen. Somebody will I know overpay. that will not happen. They will not offer Le'Veon Bell as much money as somebody else will. I think that the Steelers,
2: it's likely that they went right up to the line and possibly a little bit over of where they felt comfortable to ensure locking down Lev Bell. No doubt. Thinking, all right, you know what? Let's go a little more than we would be comfortable with with anybody else for the simple fact that A, he's the best player in the game right now at that position without a doubt and he brings a a dynamic to it that very few in the NFL can even touch. But maybe that security, maybe by giving him this much, by coming to his side of the table as much as we're willing to, will settle him the F down. We'll stop with all of the distractions. We'll stop with the showing up uh, an hour late for the playoff game. Not showing up to the walkthrough the day before the playoff game. All of the stuff that was going on outside. Maybe that will help curb all that. And I'm just guessing what they might have been thinking in their head, because it seems to me that they pushed past their comfort point, given where they were two years ago with uh, an offer to Lev Bell. He defies the odds. No injury. He, He gets away with all of that. Holds out. He essentially won.
5: And gets this contract from the Steelers, which would have paid him how much more per year than Devontae Freeman? Devontae Freeman per year is making 8.25. This offer would have been 14. So it's not quite double, but it's pretty damn close. Almost double the next guy at that position that is reworking the landscape for NFL contracts. He's See, done that. I don't know if I
1: can knock the way that he's approaching this from a, just a purely business standpoint because the last two years he's got $27 million guaranteed. He made that money. And so that's. They were guaranteeing him what, 33? He would be
2: getting that guaranteed. That same money would be guaranteed. uh, But now over
5: the course of 5 years. He's already lost out on about $3 million but that he could gotten. But when gets, he gets gotten. right.
1: But when he gets paid next year, he will inevitably get paid. He's go, it, it will Unless financially be a better
2: deal. and goes to a crappier team and misses all Well, there's all no of his, doubt about that. That's and misses what all I'm, of his incentives and his I'm life quality is horrible.
1: That, the second part of it, when you say uh, I want to retire a Steeler, it's like, okay, well no you don't. You want to make the most money, Total BS. and I can't knock you for that. I personally think it's it, it's a business decision.
2: I'm fine with somebody wanting to make the most money. I think NFL players should make more than they do, given the fact they were just given $255 million more per team by the league, uh, as revealed by that uh, Rovell uh, uh, tweet or that uh, Green Bay uh, basically has to disclose how much yeah. they, they've been make, uh, making. But that notwithstanding, the idea that you don't have to capitulate or you don't have to come to the uh, to the table and be willing to compromise a little bit to ensure security that's just smart and the- he's been really
5: dumb this entire time right and at some point Are you not willing to sacrifice the minute difference between what you were asking for and what you got for the bigger picture of all the things that you just outlined that he has won already and doing so on a team that still has a chance to win, not only now with the current quarterback, but allegedly with the quarterback that you have set yourself up with in Mason Rudolph? For as much as that might have put off Ben for having a guy behind him, I would think if I'm Antonio Brown or Lev Bell, hey, you know what? I'm in a pretty good spot to stay here for a bit. It might not be quite Garoppolo mm-hmm. in San Francisco, but you know the door's been opened here where we might be in a good position to go from one quarterback to another. As a skill position player, I like that. You know, and whatever other bonuses you have, or if he really is going to be good at 32, like Cabale was talking about, okay, or even 30 when they would probably rework the deal because would backload it was backloaded so much. Okay, you want to rework the deal and extend it. If I've got a quarterback that's still pretty good at throwing me the ball down the field if I'm A.B. or checking down on me if I'm Lev Bell, I'm sticking around for a while. Why would you risk... As opposed to going to the Jets will be three Sam Darnolds removed from the current <laughs> Sam Darnold by then.
2: Why would you risk that guaranteed money for what amounts to 500000 per year exactly. over the life of the contract? That is stupid. I mean, what's that percentage? One twenty-eighth of the value of the contract per year? That's... Your sticking point?
5: Yeah, exactly. Toward, for a life
2: of security? Like, if you get hurt, you're guaranteed money. That's the part we don't know. We don't know the guaranteed money, yeah, but uh, you have well, to assume big it was
5: 30-plus. It's like getting the exact house you want and then saying no because you didn't get the skylight. You know, it just it's $500,000 in the big scheme of things. If you're talking about ego numbers, we're talking about the ego numbers mm-hmm. before that Bell has attained. What if you're a decent Bakari here and you got the Steelers to come up this much as an agent? Isn't that... An ego number there Like I don't know the Steelers have To have come up this far I don't know For anybody I know You know Like Caballi said Okay you can't uh, Be a guy in this town And ask for more money Get this much money And then walk away from it And never have somebody But be- the only guy Who could do that Is Todd Gurley mm-hmm. Who said Oh I just want like 80 million You could do that In Los Angeles Because a lot of people In Los Angeles The movie industry And the entertainment Oh that sounds about right yeah. Yeah, 80 million sure Not here It's not going to go over here Yeah it's
2: just It's just It's very consistent with the way Lev Bell has conducted himself from day one. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me.
5: A couple other uh, storylines surrounding this, or at least surrounding the Steelers, anyway. Did you see Ramon Foster's tweet yesterday when word came out? Yeah. (laughs) So it's like three fifty nine. It goes well four o'clock. What's happening? And then, like, a couple minutes later, he f- he tweets out this photo of the offensive lineman with the crying Jordans on their face. Oh, man It was, great. like, the team photo we'll lined line. up with the offensive <laughs> lineman, all with the crying Jordan, which, by the way, Lev might have next year if he's playing behind, say. like, the Jets' offensive line. It should be on him and his agent. Yeah. Right. Um, another sad note, actually, surrounding the Steelers. Your Gabe Rivera died over the weekend. I did not. Yeah, no. yeah the uh, former nose tackle who was... Paralyzed. Paralyzed yeah. in the middle of his rookie season, got in a car accident on McKnight Road, I think, somewhere in Ross Township. And he was famously or infamously drafted in 1983 instead of Dan Marino. That's how he is perpetually remembered. Mm-hmm. But uh looked like he was kind of putting it together at the very time when he had the car accident. And, maybe could have been a great player for the Steelers. Well, that's a sad story. Dad in uh, San Antonio at the age of 57, and from what I understand, kind of complications of being paralyzed for as long as he was. He was in a wheelchair for, gosh, what would that have been, then? 26 years or something? More than half his life Mm -hmm. if he died at the age of 57. Uh, Also, to pass along to you, this is the uh, All-Star Week in Major League Baseball. They had the home run hitting contest last night. Did Vasquez just pitch that? (laughs) (laughs) They brought Ivan Nova in. His dad, his
2: dad is jacked. No, dude, his dad and his mom—they're both bodybuilders. Oh, I didn't know his mom was a bodybuilder. Yeah, they're, too. they're both insane people. Yeah. Well, he was grooving them. See, people were pissed. At they who? said they were. He was cheating. Why? His dad was cheating because he wasn't. What you're not allowed to get them in a rhythm that uh, that is uh, so consistent that you don't wait for the ball to hit the ground. The ball either has to be caught or hit the ground, according to people on twitter who were super pissed last
1: night oh really because i thought that that all went out the window once they added the countdown clock to the you know because you only get a certain amount of time
5: was actually getting encouraged by other guys to pick up the pace and Mm -hmm. that's why he got bounced in the first round i I, you know who was probably complaining about that is tv because tv wants to see how far the ball goes before they have to cut back away i think that
2: might be the deal i don't
5: know i mean it's a stupid contest right what uh, Vasquez mm-hmm. is the all-star for the Pirates. Here he is.
1: Well, we'll see what happens. You know, it's like a lot of guys in the you know, the American League that I don't know, and I'll, I'll try to shake their hands or something like that whenever I
4: get the chance.
2: Try to remember my name. Uh, when I said it's a stupid contest, I didn't mean it like I hate the home run derby. I think it's great. I just I I don't care if someone cheated at it.
4: <laughs> <It's a> good... <laughs> right. The goal would be to cheat at something. I, I like... do
2: like the home run derby. I just
5: don't care if yeah. It just gets a little repetitive, you know, after a couple hours, and it it felt like it dragged a little bit last night. And Then Harper picked up the pace when he had to catch up, and that was kind of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And the red, white, and blue bat was something too.
2: So yeah, you know.
5: That's sports. A little bit of a spectacle there.
2: Tim Benz filling in for Pursuit with your sports on DVE. Val, what do you got coming up?
0: Well, uh, well, a twerking argument leads to a woman biting off another woman's finger.
5: (laughs) Sounds reasonable. (laughs) Billy Gardell in
2: the 9 o'clock hour. He'll return. uh, Join us live from, uh, I believe he's in Florida this morning. So we'll have Billy G on at 9 on DVE. The DVE Morning Show. Do you like how it got very musical there, Val? Yeah. We very
0: uh, Dennis DeYoung.
2: Oh, my God. Dennis DeYoung keeps following me around. What do you mean? Here's the thing. Was he on Twitter? At first, I was worried it was possible that I was obsessing over Dennis DeYoung a little bit too much. And I, I mean, it seems like everywhere I go, it's just like the songs are following me. But last night, there was a Freaks and Geeks documentary on, and he was featured in that because in the. Uh, debut in the uh, uh, pilot episode of Freaks and Geeks, the song Come Sail Away plays a big role in it in the dance scene, in the high school dance scene. And so they interviewed Dennis Young, and he was on it for so long. I'm like, he's not a member of Freaks and Geeks. Why is he in this documentary so long? And he's talking about like Freaks and Geeks and how important it was in that time in your life. And they're just using all this Dennis DeYoung sound. And I couldn't believe I'm like, who cares what Dennis DeYoung thinks about Freaks and Geeks? Anyways, I couldn't stop looking at his toupee and his ears. So <laughs> I kept hitting freeze. His ears are, they look like pig ears that you give a dog. <laughs> They're <laughs> massive. And they get really flat and Count chocula e at the ends.
4: <laughs>
2: but that was on A uh, and E last night. I taped it uh, because I was watching the Robin Williams documentary on HBO.
0: I watched part of it too.
2: Oh, uh, so good. I, I recently finished the Dave Iskoff book. Uh, and so, following up with that documentary was a sort of nice way to put uh, a bow on uh, that whole story. It's terrible to have to contemplate how sad Robin Williams was. Yeah.
0: I thought that too. Like, watching, you know, the still shots of him, like, he looks so sad.
2: I'm, the book is way more sad than the documentary was. I can tell you that much because it really gets in depth. In de- like, it basically was the fuel for him. I mean, he used it. And I'm not sure if he thought that when he was happy, he wasn't funny or what it was, if that old trope was playing out for him. Mm -hmm. Um, But one thing that I think is a really important takeaway from the Robin Williams story is that everybody assumes because you hear the sad clown story with Robin Williams, that he killed himself as a result of a lifetime of not being able to battle those demons. And that's not true. No. He had Lewy body dementia. They only talked about Parkinson's originally, and a lot of people assumed he had Parkinson's. The disease combi- uh, combined with a lifetime of battling his depression must have pushed him over the edge, but that wasn't it. He literally had a disease that stopped him. Bobcat Goldthway, who was like his best friend in his later years, uh, characterized it as his brain was giving him bad information. So he wasn't able to actually... Assess situations in reality with Louis Body dementia. He wasn't the same person. I had never heard
1: of that before that documentary. Or I had heard of it, you know, when it came up
2: in the news because it was a story. You know what's crazy is, and I'm not going for a punchline here. He was sued by a former lover way back uh for giving her herpes, and it was a big joke back back when it happened. She was like a. Uh, improv waitress or something like that. But uh, there was a story this past week about how the herpes virus, if you have it, it plays a big role in uh, one of the ways that your body tries to fight the virus is through this accumulation of the same kind of plaque that causes Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. And I was wondering if that was part of what Lewy body dementia was for him. Maybe that yeah. was sort of compounding, you know, the lifetime of drug abuse, not sleeping. You know, he was not a healthy guy uh, for a long, long, long time. So when he killed himself, it wasn't because he gave up. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because he succumbed to depression. He was literally not in his right mind. And it's an important distinction because... The only way that, that he's presented through the book and the documentary is that he was a guy who battled depression and used his immense, unparalleled talent and, and comedic abilities to sort of keep that all at bay. And that may have been true, but he didn't succumb to that. Right. Mm-hmm. And in this day and age we're we're wondering with all these celebrity suicides, Uh, you know, what kind of effect that's having on the public. I think for a lot of people, it it had the effect of, well, if that guy can't make it, how am I going to do it? With all the advantages that Kate Spade has, uh, if she couldn't beat it, how am I going to beat it? And with Robin Williams, it would be very easy to think that. But it's important to know that's not what it was. The dude had, like, no idea what was going on. If you talk to anybody in his life, he wasn't processing information correctly. You could be sitting at lunch with him, and he would have a different interpretation of the events that were happening around the table than you would. Very crazy. I'd never heard of that disease before. But back to the actual uh, comedy. That is a... It's a must-see documentary for comedy fans. Um, I never realized... And they talk about it extensively in the book and uh, in that documentary that it was a huge deal for him to make the leap to movies. Oh, I just yeah. assumed he was a big I mean, I remember from when I, he was a Mork when I was a kid mm-hmm. and then he was in movies and I thought that was no big deal. But at the time, TV people were TV people mm-hmm. and movie people were movie people. That's right. There was no crossover. And so he wasn't getting any love for the stuff he was doing in movies. Popeye was an immense failure. Even though it could have been great It was this weird Altman film that ran out of money Went way over budget and just did not work On any level and that was his first mm-hmm. So he thought oh well that's done He does Moscow and the Hudson And a couple other movies that just It doesn't happen for him And then Good Morning Vietnam, Good morning, Vietnam. What huge. a great movie But he had that unique set of talents You couldn't just plug him into any movie Comedically
1: one of my favorite stories that I read just about about him, I mean, maybe like tangentially, was that um, Goodwill Hunting was written by by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck as like a sort of like a one act play, or you know, while they were at Harvard, and and it didn't have the character that Robin Williams played in the original script, and then they wrote that in after they had written it and. You know it was like basically in a rewrite And he won an Oscar for that So mm-hmm. basically like they wrote in An Oscar part
4: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Like I mean and he's so good In that movie mm-hmm. He's so good in a lot of movies where it, you know He he was able to make that dramatic turn Having studied at Juilliard very early on And Christopher Reeve Was what like his is. best friend How about yeah.
1: Superman was his roommate
2: He's the, uh, the godfather to his mm-hmm. son Zach but his just the son. the troubles that he had to go through in the tabloids, I forgot about all that. He's like, oh, they, they were like, oh, he dumped his wife for the nanny. Oh, what a despicable person! And that's not really how it went down yeah, at which all. Which I'm
0: surprised his wife didn't like. I'm surprised nobody approached his wife. She's like, I didn't say anything because I don't talk to the press. Well, why wouldn't you? And, I'm sure and clear she, the was record. Oh, yeah. the she was
2: burned by the situation. Regardless to
1: clear it up, she, at the I don't time. know. She
0: didn't seem like she seems super chill. Yeah.
2: I loved her. Valerie. She was yeah. like
0: we just let each other
2: go. Yeah, in the book she comes off great too. She's got a really or, or he's got a really
1: unique family story like just with with his brothers, like how he just had half brothers mm-hmm. where his, his his older brother they share the same mom, his younger brother they share the same dad and and they were all raised as basically as single single uh you know
2: yeah they're Children. single kids yeah they they did not live in the same house but when they got together they all got along like famously it's which pretty is amazing. pretty rare so they they had a pretty close uh sibling relationship despite the fact that they were raised differently they're in different like, parts of the oh country
1: oh god there's other th- there's there's a brother
2: I've grown up alone. This is awesome. It's really fun to watch that documentary, though. If you don't have time for the book, it is—it's a big one. It's very good, but it—it's a lot of fun to remember how talented that guy was, particularly early on when nobody had ever seen anything like Billy uh, or uh, Robin Williams. You know, Billy Crystal became his best friend, mm-hmm. and yeah. recounts like the way that they interacted with each other. And it's some of those early comic relief appearances are so oh my fun, God. so great. I remember the first book of stand-up that I ever
1: bought was written by this woman her name is Judy Carter and it's called like Stand Up Comedy the book or something and I open the first page and she's describing her uh walking into the comedy store and walking into a rehearsal where Robin Williams was preparing for a show in the main room and he was rehearsing His scatological comedy routine for the night where he's like okay I'm going to go over here and I'm going to do the death of a sperm and then I'm going to come back over here and I'm going to do a William Shakespeare monologue and then Mm -hmm. I'm going to and he was mapping it out with with the lighting guy so that they followed him around the room and I thought at that moment I was like oh my god this was this was like prepared chaos.
2: Yeah they in the book they make uh, a point of it often that What seemed extemporaneous, what seemed to be improv was most times uh, pre-planned. He had already sort of written and had an idea of what he wanted to do, but his true gift, they said, was making it seem like he was making it up on the spot. That being said, when he did his comedy special at At the the Met, Met. which ended up being a two-hour-long comedy special, his manager, who toured the country with him in preparation for that, said that 25% of that special he had not seen before. (laughs) It just happened that night. A quarter of it. A half an hour of made-up comedy at the Met. One of the most intimidating stages in the world. 3,800 people. Yeah, watch that documentary on HBO. Oh, you great. won't uh, be disappointed. It's good stuff. foul has got news next. What do you got? We're going to talk about
0: the highest paid entertainers in the country.
2: Well, Le'Veon Bell, not one of them right now. Uh, he might be eventually uh, as it pertains to NFL running backs. But uh, Jerry Dulac is going to join us at 815 to talk more about his contract situation or lack thereof. And Billy Gardell, 9 a.m. on DV. The gym I have has a, a steam room. But uh, I'm pretty sure it hasn't been cleaned since Myron Cope was in there yeah. Yeah. In, this, <laughs> in, in the late, late 70s. You're gonna get, it, yeah, definitely getting Legionnaires' disease in that thing. I don't. I, I had a bad
1: experience at a steam room once, and I d- I just won't go back. It was like, like
2: Bob Airy? Uh
1: kind of like John Travolta was in Travolta? there. Going, it was hey, like hey, I couldn't hey, see anything, and then when I could, it was just all the drunk. guys were naked in there, and I was like, <laughs> God. Try to
5: picture Myron in a steam room. <laughs> what sort <Just> of toxins <laughs> were getting sweated out there? Uh, just half like- of it was steam, half of it was cigarette smoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You,
2: <laughs> s-
1: you shouldn't smoke in here, Myron. I think that kind of crosses out the wow, effects.
3: There sure is steamy in here.
2: That's not steam.
4: That's <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: smoke. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show.
2: We got Jerry Dulac joining us in a little bit here to talk about the uh, Lev Bell situation. And Val's got your news right now on DVE. What's going on, Valerie?
0: Here's the Channel 11, Severe Weather center forecast brought to us by bridgeville appliance it's, it's 75 degrees at dve i'm val porter a timeline is set for the trial of the accused parkland school shooter nicholas cruz faces a possible death sentence for the killings of 17 people at Marjorie stoneman douglas high school in february a broward county judge yesterday proposed a september 2019 start date for cruz's trial uh, and that will be of course uh, in florida nearly two dozen people are being treated after a lava bomb from hawaii's kilauea volcano hit their tour boat yesterday a lava bomb is a flying chunk of molten rock three people were hospitalized one listed in serious condition
2: lava bomb
4: yeah
0: how would you like to see that coming at you
4: oh man
0: And spending time near the ocean can be good for your well-being, I guess, as long as there aren't lava bombs flying at you. (laughs) A new study out of Japan found the color blue from the sea makes people feel calm and at peace, and it also boosts creativity. It also found the ocean's sounds and smell and the sight of waves moving back and forth help people feel more relaxed and engaged.
1: I got to say, the the brown-colored river here is really disheartening. (laughs) Every time I look down at it, I'm like, can we do something about... The-? Just Even follow if it's- it a
2: little further,
3: man.
1: Even if it's die,
2: Just go a little further down the river. And then what? It won't be as brown. Or no. go, to the- <laughs> go to the yawk. Well, or no. I north. mean, it's
1: like prime time. Like, if you're at the point, mm-hmm. it looks like a chocolate, a chocolate milk. milk river.
2: I know, but that's like expecting the highway to look like a basketball court.
1: No. Uh-uh. Because other rivers look, you know, better.
2: N- not in the city. There are no Jamaica-looking waterways.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm not asking for clear water that you can see to the bottom of them. Lovely waterfalls. Asking for something that isn't brown. Like just (laughs) make it green. I'm not
2: asking for blue, even. Well, usually one side is less brown, so just stare at that (laughs) side.
0: Yeah, you can see the clear.
2: Yeah. Mark. Just go to Mount Washington first. Go to the overlook. See see which, which side if the Ohio or if the uh, Ohio Allegheny or, or Mon gives you a different perspective and go stare at that river.
1: I listen, I I just didn't realize I was talking to a Brown River apologist. I didn't I didn't realize that.
2: <laughs> I'm not a Brown River apologist. I, you kind of sound like it. No, I just think you're asking a lot out of something which is essentially a highway. For it not to be brown? Yeah. Do you want to go uh eat sushi off of the Parkway? You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't expect it to be
1: clean enough. I'm not asking to eat sushi on the on the riverway. I'm just asking for it not to be brown. Go down to Yark. No, I don't want to go down the Yark. Why? Elitist. I I don't want to see a river. I want (laughs) to. I like.
0: Yeah, go swimming.
1: Go down to Yark. No, I, I just. It's where I live.
0: You see the river just because you can't, don't yes. have a choice.
2: Why do you hate Pittsburgh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of this city, man. <laughs> it's
2: crappy. River. Oh, brown water, keep on browning.
0: <laughs> One of the best things about vacation, though, is after you come home. Like if you go to the beach, mm-hmm. that when you smell your like bathing suit or whatever, and it still has that sand and the smell. suntan lotion smell.
2: You know, oh, yeah, that's it nice. It smells so good. I don't smell like bathing suit.
1: <laughs> I was just I excited when I went. I, I smelled went... your bathing suit a
2: couple times. <laughs> yeah, how'd it go? It does not smell great. That's uh, because I was swimming in the brown water. I went over to, uh, speaking of the brown water, I was the third floor bathroom today, something <laughs> something really good happened in there. Good? Yes, it was, I was so pleasantly surprised. Yesterday, it smelled like, uh, honestly, it, it smelled like- Like cadaver? Oh, no, it smelled like the bathroom at Woolies. Yes. There was a weird fish smell going on. <laughs> it was so strange. I don't even know how to classify it. And today I went in there, and Bill, you know what it smelled like? What? Like the YMCA before the old people got there.
0: Oh, like bleachy. Why? Yeah. Who who did that?
2: Nice and clarinie and bleachy, and it was wonderful. Nice and chemicaly. <laughs> I told you.
0: It, We've got an air freshener squirt in oh, here. Oh, no, not anymore. I oh, did you in, take it I in?
2: emptied the clip yesterday. <laughs> Dude, that's what it was.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, oh, my God. I'm
0: like, who sprayed
2: cologne in here? <laughs> I went in there and just dumped Hosed it. it. Me and Bob were out in the hallway like, what? happened in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it smells like f- a fish is going on a oh, date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little dab behind the gills.
4: Yeah. Oh,
5: God. Little dabble, do you. It's horrible. <laughs> do we have
0: Jerry on the line? No. Not yet? Okay. A no. new study says, you-
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: says your brain works slower during a heat wave. Researchers from Harvard no. found that spikes in temperature in the summertime slow down a human brain up to 13%. They say it could be because heat causes thirst and loss of bodily fluids, and the brain then has to work harder.
2: Then on Saturday night, I was the dumbest person in America, (laughs) because it was 900 degrees at the Deutschland Music Festival. I feel dumber when it's hot out.
1: I mean, I'm dumb to begin with, but when it's hot out, dumber, for sure.
2: I feel like in a special way, though, like dumb like when a dog doesn't know that you still have the ball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like Where'd it go? Who who am I? I saw you throw. Where's
5: the ball?
0: You get a little stumbly.
5: That happens to Bud Dupree sometimes when the opposing quarterback (laughs) pump fakes. Either doesn't know their name
1: or doesn't know that they haven't thrown the ball.
2: It's tougher Uh, He'll be on the other side this year. Don't worry. Now he's going to be Lawrence Taylor. It's going to be fine.
5: One of my favorite quotes from minicamp was when Keith Butler described him as being less useless on the right side. (laughs) We all aspire to be less useless.
1: (laughs) He'll be less useless that way. That's a good assessment of your work.
2: You were less useless this year. All right, now we have Jerry D. Did you finish your story?
0: Uh, yeah.
2: All right. What's the weather going to be?
0: It's hot and humid. Showers and thunderstorms. <laughs> Can you get through it without
1: swearing? <laughs> it's going to be real dumb today.
0: It's going to be real dumb today. Prepare uh, for a dumb day. Showers and thunderstorms will end mid-afternoon. Low 80s for the high. It's 75 a DV. Well, being
2: in the hot weather makes you stupid. Lev Bell must have been negotiating oh. his contract on his back patio because <laughs> I do. I, I still cannot believe. That what the Steelers offered wasn't good enough for him. Jerry Dulac joining us right now from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Jerry, do we have any? First of all, good morning, brother. How are you?
3: Well, I'm I'm good, and I'll tell you what. I should be pretty stupid myself because I was out in that heat all day yesterday for my charity tournament. I Uh want to say
2: congratulations to you once again. How many years is this for you?
3: Well, that was number twenty, and we, you know, so we wanted to kind of celebrate the anniversary in a big way. And uh, you know what I did was uh, I've always wanted to do this. Um, I I gave uh, I gave a pair of golf shoes to everybody who came and played. Wow. And yeah. And you know what we had, uh, we, uh, we were able to get a number of people to help, uh, underwrite the cost of the shoes. And so I always wanted to do that. And, you know, it, my event, I, I must say fellas, you know, it's $195 entry and you play. the so Wiggly Heights, which is one of the premier clubs in Western PA, you know, mm-hmm. we have a nice sit down dinner, the whole spiel and you get a pair of golf shoes. $195 it is easily the best value of any of any charity tournament in town or really to be honest because I'm in the industry anywhere I know
2: Oh, wow, right on well good for yeah, you so
3: we're, we're thrilled to be able to do that is what I'm saying
2: and uh, the beneficiary
3: yeah it's the Parkway West Rotary Charities but what we've done uh, uh, Randall the last six seven years is we pick out a community project in the West Hills whether it's Robinson my home or Kennedy or Stowe Rocks. In this case, it was a West Allegheny library. And we pick out a different community project each year, and maybe for two years, maybe for three years, maybe for one year. You know, we build a, a community playground. We help the library buy a stage for, uh, you know, an outdoor stage for uh, one of the communities. So that's what we try to do. We try to identify a project each year, and they be the, the major benefactor. And, of course, as the Rotary distributes their money to the other charities in the West Hills region.
2: That's well, awesome. Good for you, man. Congratulations on 20 years of, uh, uh, of doing great work there, man. That's, yeah, uh, that's quite an accomplishment. Thanks. All right, so the left Bell situation. Do we have an idea of the guaranteed money that the Steelers offered? I know that the overall picture was sort of leaked, but uh, any idea of what he was guaranteed to make?
3: No, I don't know the exact uh, uh, guaranteed money, but um, all I will tell you is that the Steelers were never going to go to the amount of money that he said he wanted. And th- I mean, it was... That was never going to happen. And, um, you know, they're not going to pay the kind of money that he wants guaranteed or that he wants average salary. Um, you know, the Steelers say they would like to sign him to a long term deal, and they would like to sign him to a long term deal, but not at that money. And, um, you know, for him, I don't know. I mean, he, you know, he's already had several injuries. He's one more injury, probably away from being a, a damaged goods, you know, for going long term. I know you sit there, and he he says he wants to set the market. Well, as you know, the market sets the market, mm-hmm. and and for him to, um, you know, want to go year to year as a running back who touches the ball three hundred fifty plus times and takes the pounding that he does, um, you know that that's quite the gamble. And if he wants to do it, well, and, and maybe it'll work for him. Hey, either way, he's going to make a lot of money. Let's face it; these last two years, and if it gets to if it gets to a third year, it's going to be the same deal. I mean, but after this year, I don't even think you'll see. I don't think you will see another attempt to sign on Bell. I think after two years, but if I if I had to get, guess and bet, I think after this year, that will be it.
1: Why, why was it so drawn out then, Jerry? Like that's the thing I don't understand. If they were never going to come up to meet his price, why play this game of chicken in the media for two years?
3: Well, he he plays the game. They don't, uh, you know, Billy in the media. They don't say a word, as you well know. And if he wants to sit there and and put out his demands, you don't. You never hear the Steelers coming out and saying, "Well, we're not going to pay that." They're 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 only public stances. We we would like to sign him. And so it's it's Lev Bell doing doing all the dancing and posturing, and uh, you know if and if that's the way uh, if that's the way he wants to feel and behave, well that's up to him. But they they weren't they're going to stand you know they're going to stand true to what they want at all. I'm sure they made some minor adjustments, but nothing to the degree of um, of what he says that he wanted.
5: If he's nuts enough to leave this much guaranteed money on the table in the hope of getting even more money after this season, would he be nuts enough to say no to $900,000 a week until week 11?
3: Well, I I, I personally think that is, uh, Tim, that's, uh, I don't want to say an idle threat, but I think that's what that is. That's, again, that's more posturing on his part. Um, would that shock me? No, but at that point, at that point, that's when you begin to alienate the rest of the team. I really don't believe that most of those players, I think most of the players think, hey, look, if, if you need to feel that you need to hold out to get more money, well, that's up to you. But when it comes to that now, Tim, skipping games because of that, um, then it becomes a whole other issue of what you do to your teammates and to the for, not beyond the performance on on the field, but just the what you do to the locker room and your teammates. And so... Is it, uh, Hey, is he stupid enough to do it, um, to your point? Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: because he has been all along. But um, I, I just don't see that happening. Here, to me, is the problem. He missed one training camp, and you saw his performance last year. To me, slightly above average. I know he touches the ball a lot, but you look at his numbers. Slightly above average. Only three runs longer than 20 yards. No run longer than 27. Average is 3.9 yards behind. Arguably the best line in the league on an offense that has Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown. Two big distractions right there to what you do. Now you're going to miss two training camps in a row. All of a sudden, uh, the problems he had last year are exacerbated by five. And I just think, you know, when you start missing camp like that, now all of a sudden things begin to deteriorate. And I think you'll see the same thing again if he skips all of camp, which I expect him to do.
2: How does this reverberate through the locker room?
3: I think, I, I think Randall up until week one, uh, it won't really matter, and then we'll see if he shows up. If he shows up to play, um, then um, I'm not going to say all oh, was forgotten, but I think what will happen is he starts not showing up for regular season games. Now, again, that's a whole other issue. If he misses training camp, um, I don't think it's a big deal. Uh, uh, in terms of the locker room, I still think it's going to be a big deal for him, though.
2: Yeah, um, it was but- last
3: year. Absolutely. And that's what I mean. Now you're going to miss two in a row. Um, I think it creates even more problems for him at coming off what was basically an above average year for him.
2: Jerry Dulac from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Jerry will be part of the Pittsburgh Steeler Radio Network once again this year, and we'll be talking to him uh, weekly as we chronicle your Pittsburgh Steelers 2018 plight for number seven, which might have just become a little more difficult.
3: Randall, are you guys, do you have a contest to not be like Mike? Because if you do, I want to get in on that one.
2: Come on, Jared. Don't you want to wear cargo shorts, (laughs) a Michigan State hat, and a USA hockey jersey while (laughs) spitting in a coffee cup?
3: I was driving driving to the tournament yesterday, and I was hearing all the uh, details of that thing. And I thought, (laughs) oh, my God, we're going to have two of them at camp.
2: Just for a day. You'll only have two (laughs) Pursuiters for a day. It won't be too bad.
3: God bless him. I think I can make it through.
2: All right. Good deal. Thanks so much, Jerry. Appreciate your time. Uh, <laughs> we'll all right. We'll see you. Mikey is off today. Tim Benz filling in with your sports when we return on the DVE morning show. Billy Gardell joins us at 9 a.m. right here on DVE. DVE Sports. Yep. Sports. Tim Benz filling in for Mike Persuda on DVE.
5: Brought to you by Sport Clips. Start off with the news of the day from yesterday. Boy, it's good that the NFL does this during All-Star Game Week, huh? When there's literally nothing else to talk about, it's smart of them to constantly be in the news cycle. And what a perfect date to drop this in because you could arbitrarily put this anywhere. Couldn't yeah, you? yeah, the franchise tag date. Yeah. So Le'Veon Bell decides uh, not to sign an extension with the Steelers. Steelers, even though they allegedly came up in price all the way to fourteen million dollars annually over five years, there will be a total of seventy million bucks. With guarantees, according to Ian Rappaport of the NFL network in the neighborhood of thirty-three million dollars. He said no to that. All those numbers way in excess of what Devontae Freeman makes with the highest long-term contract currently for any running back in the National Football League. This is Adam Schefter of ESPN talking about this notion that a DC Bukhari, the agent for Le'Veon Bell, put out about the Steelers not. Paying the player rather paying for the position.
8: They were willing to pay the position, but not in Le'Veon Bell's mind, the player. And the player believes that he should be compensated at a level similar to what the Chiefs compensated Sammy Watkins this offseason, 16 plus million dollars. The Browns, Jarvis Landry, 16 plus million dollars. Antonio Brown makes 17 million dollars from the Steelers. And you can make the argument that Le'Veon Bell is just as valuable as antonio brown so why is he not being paid in the range of those players so what might he do now
5: well what he might do now is hold out we'll see and i think there's an easy answer to that question the easy answer to that question is there's a fear that a running back on the back end of the deal is not going to be worth it and then you have an albatross where it's easier to if even if you have a high-end wide receiver and a perfect example is heinz ward you know, he fell off a cliff that last year. But mm-hmm. prior to that, there was more of a slow decline, but he was still effective until that last season. Mm-hmm. And even if you needed Heinz to be more than what he was in that last year, you probably could have gotten more out of him, but they had other options by that point. So, you know, if you've got a wide receiver who goes from a number 1 to a number 4, you're still getting 9 to 10 yards a pop. You're moving the chains on like Jericho Cotri for right. example you can use him situationally if third you're broken down. down as a running back you're broken down as a running back right. and there's only one of you as opposed to being one of four where you can still be effective that's the answer to that question and they are setting the market at running back by giving him this they aren't just paying the position they're paying the guy look at the disparity between what he's getting and what Devontae Freeman is getting
2: uh, you know, it's certainly within his rights to go out and try and get the most money possible. I, if I was his agent, I would just, I'd basically throw my hands up at this point because he has been unwilling to
5: move unless the agent is the one. I think that's his driving agent is part of the problem. He's either driving the bus or is not doing a good enough job, in my opinion, of saying this is a really good deal. Lev, we've accomplished what we're looking for mm-hmm. here. If they, if he breaks the mold, Todd Gurley's going to go one up on him, sure, but it will be because Bell got it to this number in the first place. If Bell doesn't get it to this number and Bell has a bad season this year, it's going to be easier for the Rams to turn around and say to Gurley, well, this is why you don't give that kind of money. Look what happened to Lev Bell. So it will be Bell who would have rewritten it in the first place if he had signed the contract. From the Steelers. Now, speaking of which, there were some other franchise tag guys out there, and they are some big names. Uh, Lamarcus Joyner, Demarcus Lawrence, Ziggy Ansa. How'd you like to have any of those guys on the roster if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers defensively? Those are a couple of pretty good players. Mm-hmm. The only guy to actually have a tag and then end up working out a deal was the wide receiver Jarvis Landry for the Browns, and that was because he got tagged in Miami, then traded to Cleveland, and he worked out a $47 million guaranteed contract <laughs> with the Browns. Um, Browns. Speaking of money, and I think this is what you were talking about before, Randy, you're all in favor of people getting what they can get when you're distributing the wealth of $8 billion. That's what the NFL distributed to all of its teams. Uh, the Packers have to make all of their earnings public because they are a public entity, So Darren Ravel did some digging, and every team got $255 million from the league itself. That's before you get to your own local revenue. And I think the Packers got a couple hundred million more locally beyond what they got from the NFL. It's a 4.9% increase in revenue for the NFL this year, despite all the concerns that were out there that the league was slipping due to TV ratings, attendance, things of that nature. So
1: what you're saying is the Thursday night game is here to stay.
5: Yeah, because so much of this was because the Thursday night revenue went up. Now there were some things like you know the for instance the year before, you always get these line items. Like there were line items that were put in for relocation fees last year that made revenue look Bigger uh, this year is the Thursday night. They'll find something for next year, though, right? I mean, they'll find something. No question. Well, that's where I was
2: trying to make the distinction between what I think he should get and what I think he should settle for, because under the confines right now of the NFL's salary structure, he's—I think—he's being ridiculous. But I also think they should all make more money. The teams make so much money, it's crazy. But like going all the way down the line, I wish the players got paid more. I do.
1: On an existential level, you're there with them. like You you agree totally that they should make more money based on what their industry is making and the role that they play in that industry.
2: Yeah, I mean, the cap should go up, and I guess that there's probably uh, somebody's figured out, well, if the cap goes up, that doesn't mean that the lower-end guys are going to get taken care of uh, any better it just means that the rich get richer in the league but I, i'm always for players over the owner in el- almost every scenario but under the confines of what we're dealing with here the reality of the situation yeah i think love bell has been foolish and lucky to get to this point i think he stumbled into the best possible situation he could be into right now and now he is like just playing with fire he gets injured it's all done Congrats. You got two years for uh, uh you know twenty seven million bucks out of out of two franchise tags, and you blow out your knee this year, all of that guaranteed money's gone, all that big contract's gone.
5: Right. And teams that make bad decisions about veteran players are also quick to turn around and make bad decisions for the future, too. So like if he's washed out with the Jets or the Dolphins in a couple years, who's to say that they won't let him go? I mean, I know he'll still get some of that. He'll get guaranteed money, and you know, it'll come out fine for him. But you know, look the way Adrian Peterson has bounced around there, and been a nomad on the back end of his drop career.
2: drop-off at that position. Right. Yeah, We've exactly. seen it
5: time and time again. Why would we think it would be any different
2: for him? They Is he going to be just best. transition and become a wide receiver? Well, then he's going to be, what? You know, one of the highest paid wide receivers in the game.
1: I think if you're competing for Super Bowl, like if you're a team competing for championships, you don't spend that money. You don't spend that money on him. If you're a team that's looking to make a splash and willing to
5: forfeit your entire future at the chance that this guy might be the answer, then you're going to overpay. Well, look, goalies don't make the same thing as high scoring centers. You know, uh, right handed relief pitchers don't make the same as left handed starters. You know, centers don't make the same as ball dominant forwards in the right. NBA. You know, like you're allowed to have that discrepancy. You know, there's, it's not socialism for position by position. It doesn't right. work that way. You know, like Lamarcus Joiner's numbers, eleven million for safeties. Well, Troy Palomalu was a great safety. Does that mean he should have gotten as much as Ben Roethlisberger when they were both in their prime? And no. Troy,
2: to this day, basically, I mean, I, I think he's still pretty bitter about that. Yeah, but the Steelers uh, learned a lesson with the end of that team, of that era. That's why missing that opportunity in Dallas was so huge, because they had basically leveraged the future at that point. They were stuck with some big contracts on guys that they kept around. Maybe, I don't want to say sentimental reasons, but at the time they thought, well, like let's keep the squad together. And as they all got old and the... They started declining. Those That was a rough couple of years there until we were able to sort of usher in the new Bell-Brown era. And why'd they lose that game? Stupid running back fumbled. There you go. <laughs> well, I would say... <laughs> Mending balls. <I know. laughs> perhaps Pouncy being hurt and... Yeah. Who was it? Ligurski? L- uh, Ligurski missed
5: a... Was it, Did he miss the block D- uh, on that? David Johnson. Is oh, yeah, David John. DJ. Get bleeping DJ on the phone. Yeah, that was... Uh, a lot went wrong in that play.
2: Well, no, and I'm not talking about the Rashard Mendenhall fumble. I'm talking about the pick six to start the game. Oh, that was Kimo
5: Atu, I think, who got pushed back into Roethlisberger, right? That was a killer. Yeah, the Nick Collins interception. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Oh, you mean a pick six right in the beginning of the game? <laughs>
5: <laughs> that it's was right. a huge... Nobody was in the stadium Heel? yet because they're all stuck in the elevator yeah. in Jerry Jones' world. So
2: oh, they... That was the worst. Oh, that was awful. That whole week... Was was the, oh, the weather w- was a terrible experience. The
1: yeah. weather was awful. It Growing up in New England, going time.
5: to Syracuse, living in Pittsburgh, most of my adult life, I've never been as cold as I was on Media Day be- that day. Oh, in that Dallas. was freezing!
2: But it there was there was no way for that town to uh, deal with the weather. and that They was the had real problem. no salt trucks. No, they put sand down <laughs> everywhere. They put sand on it. So you'd walk down the sidewalks and you'd be walking on sand on top of ice. Does this work? No. And mm-hmm. we were trapped in that media hotel with a bunch. of... Of miserable sports writers and television personalities. did you
1: get sick, too?
2: I got Legionnaire's disease from the (laughs) coffee machine. Did you really? I mean, it wasn't Legionnaire's (laughs) disease, but it was some bacteria (laughs) born.
5: It was bad. I just remember going back and forth out to TCU for all the interviews, and you had this. It looked like Max mad max fury road just these <laughs> discarded four by fours and pickup trucks that had never seen snow before in their life people were just stranding them on the side of the road it was the awful. only good
2: thing about it was i walked into media day with witty page and he was miserable and bitching on the phone to somebody and i was like good <laughs> you deserve to be
5: unhappy like i
2: don't care i me and saraceno are like hungover and Booty Page is just bitching because he's not getting, like, VIP treatment or something. I'm like, yeah, good.
5: Uh, real quick tonight for the All-Star Game, keep an eye on this one. It looks like Garrett Cole might be facing his brother-in-law, Brandon Crawford. Cause, oh, cool. So he might be pitching the second inning, and Crawford mm-hmm. might be coming up in the second inning because he's batting eighth for the Garrett's All-Star. Garrett's married to Crawford's sister. Correct, yes. Yeah, so he talks about that here. I
2: mean, I've done it, I don't know how many, 20-some-odd times. at this. We've pitched each other some, so many times at this point. we will just try to... Try to, I don't know, just, I don't know. I guess it just doesn't, it doesn't go on the back of your baseball card, at least
5: this time. So if he hits a homer, it'll feel maybe not as bad. Everybody you, always cuts away to her whenever the at-bat is over or 14 times during the at-bat. If she gives the same reaction every time it's golf clap. Mm-hmm. Which is the way to go, right? You split the difference on that yeah. one. Yeah. She's very good at the golf clap every time that... Does she
2: just pan away to pictures of Glenn Close <laughs> looking at from a distance? <laughs> Just throw him a meatball. Let him get a home run. You're married (laughs) to
1: his
5: sister. Come on. That is sports for this album. Dude,
2: he's got the ultimate, like, up. it doesn't matter. He hits a home run the whole time. He can just yell, I bang your sister! I bang your sister! I
1: bang your sister! (laughs) Can you charge the mound as you're running around the (laughs) bases?
2: Uh, Val has News top of the hour and Billy Gardell will be joining us 9am.. It is the DVE morning show Randy Bauman along with Val Porter Bill Crawford and Mike Persuda. he is on vacation Benzie's filling in for him with sports, but while he's on vacation, we launched the be like Mike contest. We're giving listeners the chance to be like Mike Persuda. This is a great opportunity to see what it's like to be a Steelers reporter in Latrobe for training camp one lucky winner and a guest. We'll be able to follow Mike at camp, see what he does up there. You go to dv.com and register. Contest is underway right now and runs through Thursday, July 26th, 5 p.m. Winner will be announced the following morning. Here's what you get two sideline passes for the Steelers' afternoon practice, Wednesday, August 1st, at St. Vincent College in Latrobe. You get a $100 Pittsburgh Steeler Pro Shop gift card, a $50 gift certificate for Sharkies or Dinos to be determined depends on where we end up uh, throwing up this show uh, you'll be in the audience for the Mike Pursuit to training camp show on Wednesday night August the 1st you get a one night hotel stay and your hotel room will be made up to look like Mike's dorm room at St. Vincent College in Latrobe <laughs> you'll have uh, a complete wardrobe for the following day cargo shorts Steelers golf shirt Michigan State baseball hat a USA <laughs> hockey jersey there'll be a Br- uh, Bruce Springsteen poster on the wall a coffee cup to be used as tobacco
5: spittoon old-fashioned porn <laughs>
4: what is that?
2: No, I don't it's know about that.
5: Complete pursuit of habitat. <laughs> yes. The uh, room will also smell like sausage and banana pepper pizza farts.
2: Oh, yes. From Sharkies. Beautiful. Yes, we've had a Pittsburgh candle made up to smell like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hottest selling Yankee candle yet. And of course, the room will be festooned with an American flag jingoistic as Mike is. Sit in with the DVE Morning Show Thursday, August 2nd. Watch us as we interview Steelers players and coaches, and then you'll receive two tickets to the Steelers-Tennessee Titans preseason game on Saturday, August 25th at 4 p.m. Be like Mike Prasuda. Log on to dve.com and get registered for that today. That's such a good contest.
0: And easy. Easy. he got to register. That's it.
2: Yeah. Um. You know, I don't do the I don't do the the uh, the digital digital dating there or anything like that. Never done it. No you online Tinder dating. No, uh, not a Tinderer or anything no. like that. Never. Not a farmers uh, never, only. Never, guy? never been a farmers only kind of <laughs> yeah. guy. Which is basically that's white people only, right? Isn't that isn't yeah. that what that one mm-hmm. is for? Uh, you
1: you're not on BlackPeopleMeet dot com.
2: Uh, no. Hmm. But I did go to that rib place that Wendy Bell told me to go to.
1: Awesome in Homewood. Yes i been De- meaning to get over there. Delicious. Did you meet anybody?
2: No, but I ate some meat. <laughs> One lady put this on her Tinder profile. It has people freaking out a little bit because it seemed like she was being serious. A registered nurse, Nicole, 26. I'm looking for a lifetime partner who is really hardworking, humble, and healthy. All right. Sure. Humble, humble and healthy. Tinder, when you say lifetime partner, I, I don't know. It might be coming on a little heavy. Right from the get-go, he must have both lungs and kidneys. That's important. Heart with a sinus rhythm. So no irregular heartbeats. And must not smoke. Or do anything to harm the liver. Wait, is she just trying to harvest his I was his just thinking the yeah. same thing. She's trying to harvest
5: <laughs> organs and sell them. That's all anybody can take from this. She's selling them on the dark web? The chick's going on the dark web. Hey, why is this bathtub full of ice? <laughs> no,
1: no reason. <laughs> selling
2: stuff. It's, a cr- it's an ice bath. A lot Cold of immersion. Jump in. We talked about this, I think, last week, but what a lot of my friends will do is when they go out of town, they'll activate a Tinder or Bumble or whatever- because then they don't have the embarrassment of running into somebody who's like, I went to high school with you. Right. Because Pittsburgh is. You're just on there. They're looking for really a night
1: partner. Yeah, that's Not right. Not a life
2: partner. Exactly.
5: I settled down every night. Then in the morning, I'm free again. I get one almost every night, Ma. Almost every night. He got his paw stuck in the front there. It's hoof. It's hoof. <laughs> Ma, I'm going to take this. Goodfellas
2: dinder, Tinder dating would be. That would be bad. You ended up with the Joe <laughs> it's Pesci. Horrible. Terrible. Yeah. Well, would you be the wife of the girlfriend? Well, he, he was on a date when he ended up murdering Billy Bats, don't forget.
1: That's true. Yeah, that's true.
2: He took her home and then came back. Keep him here. Yeah, he took her home like a gentleman. Like a gentleman. And then
1: went back and killed someone.
2: Like a gentleman. He did kill him like a gentleman. He buried him like a gentleman. Stabbed him in the trunk.
5: Gentlemanly. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and then in
2: casino,
5: he came back and stabbed somebody with a pen, too. That's right. Yeah. You don't talk to his friend like that.
2: One of the many horrible things about Godfather 3 is that one of the assassinations at the end, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert no, don't uh, ruin it. Yeah, no, it, they ruined it. Trust me, I won't be doing any ruining. <laughs> it is, you they made ru-
5: up for it at the end when they killed Sofia Coppola, though. But, she had
2: it coming. That was, thank God they did that. But they killed the one guy, the president of Immobiliare, <laughs> they kill him. <them, laughs> like, he's got all the security, and he's like, I have to whisper Michael Corleone's message to you. And they're like, It's okay. We checked him. It's clean. And he's like, sure, go ahead. Get right next to my ear. Nothing weird about this at all. I'm fine with a killer coming within one centimeter of my ear. And the guy takes his glasses off of his face and then stabs him in the jugular with it and kills him. How does he know that's going to work? My glasses dropped off of a desk last week and broke into like four pieces. (laughs) The guy's wearing contacts that day. <laughs>
0: well, they just Damn don't it. make things like they used to. Spoiled!
2: He's wearing contacts. like
5: Hey, where your glasses. Like, oh, Hold on He's on holding the his eye open.
2: That's what he whispers I to him. I it. thought you wore glasses. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I can't kill you now. Uh, I feel really embarrassed. I was supposed to kill you with glasses. And, uh, Did you help? know you could Sh- do a LASIK in the Vatican? Uh, pocket protector? Choke on
4: saline solution! <laughs>
2: You have a pen? Billy Garnell will be joining us for the entirety of the 9 a.m. hour, and Val will have news to kick things off.
0: We're going to talk about the little things you always argue with your partner over.
2: Brad Williams. Um, You argue with your partner <laughs> over Brad Williams? <laughs> this is one of the little things. Did you mean that as a pun? It, it was a bad that would joke. Have been terrific. Yeah. Go to db.com, register to be like Mike, Mike Pursuta. I went over to uh, speaking of the brown water, the third floor bathroom today. Something, <laughs> something really good happened in there. Good? Uh, yes. It was. I was so pleasantly surprised. Yesterday, it smelled like, uh, honestly, it, it smelled like a cadaver. Oh no! It smelled like the bathroom at Woolies. Yes. There was a weird fish smell going on. <laughs> it was so strange. I don't even know how to classify it. I told you.
0: We've got an air freshener squirt in oh, here. Oh, no, to... not
2: anymore. I oh, did you in. take it I in? emptied the clip yesterday. <laughs> Dude, that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, oh, my God. I'm like, who sprayed cologne in here? <laughs> <laughs> I went in there. And just dumped Hosed it. it. Me and Bob were out in the hallway like, what happened in there? <laughs> it smells like f- a
3: fish is going on a oh, date.
5: Yeah. <laughs> a little dad behind the
2: gills.
3: Oh, yeah. God. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Please welcome back to the show,
2: Billy Cardell, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, cousin? Hey,
9: Billy. Hey, everybody. What's up, Kai?
2: How you doing, Kai?
9: Oh, I'm getting through it, buddy. Getting through it. How are you? How's everybody up there? Is everybody? You learning Russian?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did a long time ago. Randolph Fantastic. Bomsky is uh, my uh, Russian name. <laughs>
9: Fantastic. I miss you guys, man. I've been out on the road a lot, and uh, sorry I missed last week.
2: Oh, no worries, I miss man. miss you,
4: too. Glad yeah, you, you this morning.
2: You've been bouncing yeah. around. You've been missing. We've had uh, the weather of, like... a uh, rainforest. Uh, yeah, it's, like, biblical, <laughs> basically. It's either what, what flooding happened? or it's 100 degrees or and both. muggy and storming here in Pittsburgh.
9: Nice. We got uh, we got uh, we're going into the crazy part of California where it's 112 out and everybody says it's a dry heat.
2: Oh, the day you went to the Buccos game on July 4th, right? Oh, Lord,
9: I, I did, when I went I went to the Buccos game July 4th, and if it wasn't bad enough that we lost by 17 runs twice that week, <laughs> that we lost that <laughs> night too. Pox! Well, it was so hot. I, I literally had to. I, I just cut strips of my clothes off when <sighs> I got home. I just cut strips and peeled. That's what I did. I think I exfoliated my body by getting undressed.
2: It was more like shed, or, yeah, like a like a snake type situation.
9: You guys are dealing with floods, though. I was reading up there. The wasn't there a road that just kind of fell off the side of the hill?
4: Yeah, yeah rounding. Yeah. Yeah.
9: My God. Oh, my God! Oh, noise.
2: my God. You make what? Well, you know what, Bill? What they did was uh, this year they instituted this new thing out on the rivers where you can rent these tiki boats that float around, you know? Right. And uh, you go out there and you have some uh, libations and you cruise around the river on a tiki boat. Uh, Well, now, since everything's been flooding, what people are doing is they're just getting in dumpsters and going for big rides and just floating down Banksville Road. Tiki dumpsters. Yeah, they're tiki dumpsters.
9: (laughs) That that sounds like a very Swissville. That sounds like something we would have come up with because we couldn't afford the tiki boat. (laughs) (laughs) not absolutely, just on Jack, it's hot. You know what? They just took the trash out.
1: <laughs> I think that'll
9: float. Yep.
1: <laughs> Bill, they interviewed somebody about route thirty falling down a hill and the guy goes he goes, I don't know what you're gonna do now, but they got a real debacle on their hands.
9: Debacle <laughs> <laughs> the is usually saved for the Steelers specifically. Yeah. I've never I've never seen that used in an outside realm like that. <laughs>
2: debacle
9: you got a debacle that's a debacle
2: it's, uh, it's a real debacle out there and then ho- hopefully it's not
5: hopefully it's it's not toxic right that's <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's Barry from Squirrel Hill. it's not
9: toxic. All right, I got to go. We're going to wheel this dumpster down to the mall.
2: Val's got a news update for us right now. Billy's hanging with us. And uh, what's going on there, Valerie?
0: Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. It's 75 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by CCAC. There are reports President Trump gave Russian President Vladimir Putin a gift from the District of Columbia. Russian State News reports that Trump presented Putin with Alexander Ovechkin's Washington Capitals jersey and a puck.
9: Oh, I thought he gave him a copy of the Constitution. <laughs> yeah,
2: he's like, here, you can wipe your arse with this.
0: Putin was seen giving Trump a World Cup soccer ball during their press conference yesterday. Ovechkin. Uh,
9: and then Putin gave Trump a ball, but we didn't get to hear about that one. <laughs>
2: Uh... <laughs> You know that soccer ball has a microphone in it. There's no doubt. Oh, that's doubt. what
0: uh, Lindsey Graham said. Here, yeah. please
9: do a favor. Put in White House, okay? Very nice.
2: The old Trojan ball.
0: Hey, there's still time to get your uh, Mega Millions ticket jackpot for tonight's drawing.
9: 375,
0: what are we up to, Val?
4: $375 million. What's that
9: in Oh, my God. What? What? <laughs> Well, if I get that, I'm just moving to Iceland, and I'm going to have, like, a solar windmill on top of my home. <laughs> I'm going to walk around in, like, a white tuxedo with extra long <laughs> tails, just <laughs> sipping some kind of weird nature tea and wearing really thin sunglasses that I have to squint through to enjoy the shade. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is the 10th highest Mega Millions payout. If you win and you take the cash option, it's $226 million.
9: Do do that math? Do you ever do that math? What about you if you win, I, how much I, I they'll take the, in taxes? Yeah, that's what I do. I always yep. break it down. Okay, if I take the cash, and then about, about half of that, but then half and half, and then, like, okay, I walk away with $25 minutes. It's not even worth it.
2: <laughs> you should not <laughs> take the annuity. You should always take the cash. Yeah. I would
9: never take the annuity. In this world, are you kidding me? No way. Cash only, and then catch me if you can, man. Exactly.
1: That's how much the IRS is seared into our psyches, though. We're thinking about the lottery, and we're paying our taxes.
9: <laughs> I think of the right, IRS yeah. like... Polly from goodfellas yep. you, gotta, you gotta go kick up and see him before they bust your restaurant i, gotta, you gotta, what I know about making a restaurant i'll I, I see what i can do
1: what do you What do you want from me
9: what do, you, what, what, what do i know about making a restaurant i'll see. <laughs> I, 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 I see what i'll do
0: speaking of rich people jeff bezos is now the richest person in modern history after his net worth hit 150 billion the Amazon founder and CEO's holdings reached the milestone yesterday, pushing him past Bill Gates' inflation-adjusted all-time high. The $100 billion the Microsoft co-founder reached in 1999 would be worth $149 billion in today's dollars. Gates is the world's second richest person, followed by Berkshire Hathaway CEO Warren Buffett, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, and Amancio Ortega, who founded the retailing group Inditex.
9: I am starting to not like Amazon. Starting? No, I'm, I mean no. I mean I'm starting not to like the the ordering at home. At first, I thought it was really cool that okay, you don't have to go mess with the store or nothing. And but I think Amazon is destroying marriages now. How? Mm-hmm. Well, first because of it's just making it too easy to have a drone strike happen at your house, and then you go why, why do we need a banana peeler? We've never had a banana. Why do we have that? That's number one. But I think where it hurts the relationship is, you know, man, we don't need to be at home all the time. It's nice to go out to the store and get a break. You know what I mean? Like I'll run to the store,
0: walk around the mall.
9: Yeah. Or just even, even go to Target, whatever you get away from each other for a half hour. It's (laughs) healthy.
1: Or I think, you, look, I think Bill,
9: Amazon's hurting us.
1: The other flip side of that is you know you're at a spot in your marriage where things are a little bumpy when something's arriving every day from Amazon. Like, oh, someone's doing a little retail therapy here. Dude, what I do you want to talk but, about?
9: I don't, Patty don't even know. My new rule with Amazon, with her, is if you can't tell me what arrived today, you don't get to keep it. <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> if you can't tell me what's in this box, it goes back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to say you keep your orders off the books like you got a you yeah. got a drop box somewhere like a black site. A
9: secret. I don't even do any of it. I still deal with guys named, you know, named Augie who go, "Hey, I got three pairs of shoes down at the bar if you want to come take a look."
2: <laughs> like diner, you're buying yeah. suits out of it the back off of a truck. That's that's
9: back of I a do. truck, Bill. That's how I work things.
0: Well, we talked yesterday about the amount of money we spend treating ourselves in a lifetime
2: like treat yourself like things uh, you don't need parks and rec style yeah
0: yeah and it yeah. was what do you say it was over a hundred grand
2: yeah hundred like forty four thousand
0: over the course of a lifetime so how much money do we waste ordering dinner instead of cooking
2: how's this waste but go
4: uh, more. We're, 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 well,
9: we're way out of I'm, I'm way above whatever it is how much is it
0: forbes magazine looked at it the answer is about five times what it costs to make the same thing at home
9: yeah we're way over we're Patty and I are really bad about that. They
0: looked at over 80 different dinner recipes (laughs) and compared what they cost at the average restaurant Uh to what they cost if you would make it from scratch. So they found the average dinner from a restaurant is $20.37, including a $5 delivery fee. That's compared to $4.31 to make it at home. So about well, a $16 we're, difference.
9: We're so bad at eating out and ordering stuff. And I'm, I'm starting to sound like my dad because <laughs> we've had the appliance popcorn tragedy happen. Have you guys been through that yet? No. What's
1: that? What do you, what's that?
9: Okay, when you own a home. And, Bill, when did you buy your home?
1: Uh, two years ago.
9: Okay, so you got about eight to go. And then here's what happens. It's the popcorn tragedy. First the dishwasher goes, then the fridge goes, <laughs> then the AC goes, and what happens is all your appliances. Because you know, I you know, I, I got a friend of mine who's who's a doctor, and he came to to uh, visit the other day, and he had a doctor's bag that his mother bought him when he went to medical school forty years ago. You know, it's back when they made stuff that you bought once. You buy that <laughs> right. once, it's all you'll ever need. So these scumbag corporations have figured out. All right, we'll build this. You know, the, the average American can afford this for ten years. Then we'll make it Boston, and they'll have to get another one. They did it with cars. They've done it with everything. So the popcorn tragedy starts. the The, the fridge goes, and then the then the uh, then the dishwasher goes. Then the AC goes in my house. Just <laughs> <I started> like <laughs> my dad the other day, I go. Well, I'm pretty sure that stove's good for another five or ten years. (laughs) 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 I I think we're safe on that. That's low mileage out there.
2: (laughs) Yeah, haven't been using that one too much.
1: I don't know. You try to circumvent it, you know. Go halfway. We try to do the Blue Apron thing, which, but then it That's felt worse. like the
2: IKEA food
9: service. It's
0: like, what? Do I work for Blue Apron? That's worse. You gotta, Bill, yeah,
9: you got, you got to build that. You got. Where are we at with that, pal?
0: It's three times what it would cost.
9: Wow. Okay, if you so bought the
0: ingredients and made it from scratch. Now this is their, av- like, they're dividing it up per meal. So right. uh, some of the meals with the biggest markup, spaghetti and meat sauce. The average cost at a restaurant $21. It costs just $3 per serving at
2: home. I literally got spaghetti and meatballs at a place on Saturday night and I spent $24 to do it. And I was so glad, to- I was completely happy with it. <laughs> but I'm would like, you- this is, a, this is a, 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 just an this price absolute is fair affront.
0: Would you make spaghetti and meatballs at home?
2: I see making meatballs is a pain in the ass, so I wouldn't. Okay, but well, I would so like. So it's worth it for you. For me, it is.
9: I I don't no, mind I, making I like pasta. Do, I like to. I, I like to do the long spaghetti and homemade meatballs, and I like Pasta is
0: one of the cheapest things you can make at home. If I have the choice between going out
2: to dinner and doing almost anything else except for live music, going out to dinner is my favorite
3: thing.
9: Yeah, and I got it. It is great. Socks is when you're when you're trying to make some kind of bland chicken dish. And you're like, because uh, you can't off road and go. Well, we'll start again tomorrow when you're at home. Like if you buy lemon pepper chicken, you're locked into lemon pepper chicken. <laughs> right. There's no deviation, right? <laughs> you I gotta you, see
1: this lemon you, pepper you, chicken yeah, all the way through. Nah, I gotta
9: see it through. There's no U-turn on that. But if you're out, you could go. Well, I'll get the lemon pepper chicken. You know, uh, maybe we get some chips and queso beforehand. It. It's just a little something.
1: I'm gonna hedge my
2: bet here and
9: get
4: and get, in, get a couple apps. Yeah, me- but the f- yeah.
9: the
2: fun thing about that is about going out is whether you're with your significant other or friends or whatever, and you're eating dinner. It's the the strategy that's either overt or implied where you go, "What are you getting?" And the reason you're going, "What are you getting?" is not so much because you're totally interested in what they're getting. It's because you want to be able to be like, "Good, I'm glad you're getting that." because I kind of want a bite of that, and I'm going to figure <laughs> out a way to have some of what you're I having. I
0: just don't want to go all in.
2: Which is why if you eat dinner with me, the first thing that I do is cut whatever I have and hand it over to you. Like, there you go, buddy. There's the first bite of that. You tell me how that tastes. Oh, is it well, good? good? All right, well, maybe you want to throw a little over my way, whatever you got cooking Hasn't over there.
0: Sally just eaten right off your plate?
2: Every time I have dinner with her. You don't even have to know her. She doesn't use utensils either. What is that, tuna? Hand right into tuna. <laughs> oh, Home. No, She's eating salad, salad. salad with her hands. With her hands. I think that's what I saw. A
9: butter knife. you got to get hit with a butter knife for doing that. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Sally ate Kara okay. Sapaita's salad with her hands, and uh, Kara had just met her. Hi, this is Kara. Kara Sally. Oh hi. Is that uh, Salad? I'm starving. Uh, it was like Chris Farley in that Deaf <laughs> Girl sketch.
9: I'm starving and I don't know what boundaries are. Yeah, right. I uh I would I O'Connell and I for twenty years it I found out about fifteen years ago that it infuriates him if you don't tell him what you're getting. Yeah. <laughs> so this when we sit down like it bothers him. Like so when we sit down, he'll go and he tries different tones, like he's gonna get me. Uh, you know, he what are you getting? Or, what are you getting, Bill? Or, what are you going to get, Bill? <laughs> he tries to get in on different tones, and every time I just look at him, and I shake my head, nope. And he goes, I hate you. And, we try, and then I make him order first. And then when I order, he goes, I didn't see that coming. <laughs>
1: Shouldn't have showed his hand. He shouldn't have let him oh, let you know infuri- that it, it upset it him. him. It
9: infuriates him. It infuriates him. It's one of my great pleasures.
2: Yeah, you got it's. It's all about strategic ordering.
0: <laughs> and then, and two, like I get mad if I don't have leftovers when I go out. So if you, I you,
2: you like it to go pack.
9: Oh yeah. Like if I get, See, if, I have to go. I got a to go list. If it's not on the list, I won't take it home. Like I'm taking ribs home. I'm taking extra pizza home. Um, I, I won't take fried food home because it's too much work with the toaster oven to revive that.
4: Yeah, uh, you take a fish home, you go, you go home.
9: No,
7: never, never. never. Hell hey, yeah, no, <laughs> <never>. no. <laughs> Shrimp work. Shrimp
2: and sushi are different All though because you can just throw them in the fridge. Okay, but they're easy you're not, to eat. If, you're not reheating. They're just no, they're but, a te- they're a solid temperature already. But if
9: you get a sea bass or a salmon or something like that and. You got to be responsible that that is definitely committed to the next day's rotation. Because if that's in there for more than two days, then suddenly it smells like Christmas in your fridge with Chipino. I can't. I'll throw up.
2: No, yeah, I can't do that.
0: (laughs) But I rationalize it. So, like, this meal they used as an example was $21. If I think, okay, well, I can get three meals out of this. So it's not as bad. Oh, no.
9: Okay. I don't feel as guilty. Oh, oh, but three meals by breaking up the leftovers. Yeah.
0: Like, I'll yeah. eat a little here, and then I can get two more at home. See, I don't
1: well, plan that problem, far ahead.
9: Yeah, but the other problem for me is I, I, the leftovers don't happen too often with me. i got to learn to control myself. I just vacuum up. I'm like a Zamboni at the <laughs> dinner table.
0: The other thing, too, is if I can make it at home just as good, I, I, don't, I
9: won't go out for it. Well, I have a couple dishes that I've perfected where I won't order them out. Do you know what I mean?
2: <clears throat> yeah, like like well, a I, couple
9: things you're like so good at well, like my 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 my, uh, my uh, barbecue baby back ribs. Mm. I can't order I no longer I've reached a thing at home where I can no longer order that out. Dude, who's um, making
2: barbecue I baby back I ribs? I can't at, make uh, ribs.
9: I do. <laughs> I do. There's a place called Lucille's right by the beach that tries. And they're pretty good. I'll order brisket <laughs> out or pulled pork, but I will not do ribs. Also, homemade meatballs. I either for me to eat a meatball, up is a very rare thing, and then
2: like his patties or, are so good.
9: No, I make them. I uh. make them. That's that's family stuff, and 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 or or like like I have to know you and know your your parents, and then I'll eat the meatballs. Like I had that exchange with Crawford. That's mm-hmm. when we bonded. His mm-hmm. mother sent me a plate of meatballs. They looked correct, and they were wrapped. It, she literally had a plate of spaghetti with meatballs wrapped in two paper plates with gum bands around it. And I knew I knew right then we were okay. I knew right then that was okay. That was going to be fine.
1: And then it was in like a Marshall's to-go bag.
9: Yeah, and she sent me like a, a whole—it was just me up in the room— And she sent me a whole loaf of mincemeas bread. So I had a plate of spaghetti and meatballs and a loaf of bread. I was sitting up there in the room by myself eating in the shadows.
1: I meant to send you a picture, Billy. The other day she came out to my house. And she had this, uh, you know the the to-go things you get at a Chinese restaurant? like The, the plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Tupperware package. container? Yeah, sure. She had iced tea in there. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: That's awesome. What the hell is this? <laughs>
1: yeah, it's thought good she kid. brought out some au jus. I was like, well, what is this? It's iced tea. <laughs> it's iced tea. Oh, it's Great.
2: Drop a couple cubes in there. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Break it's out fine. the straws. Set it next to the water bowl for the dog. Yeah. And whenever you want any, <laughs>
4: that's
9: fine. Don't worry about that.
2: No, she. I think that's smart that she does that because you know, look, it's not going to spill. All right. That's right. Like my dad would just take it in a big. Glass with no cover. Put it in a cup holder in the car with in a standard. Or, you know, or, yeah. like,
1: <laughs> and you it's know. all over the passenger seat.
2: Yeah, shifting gears and the things just flying all over the place. Trying all over. to yeah, trying right. to ash out that I little love, side uh, window.
9: I was just gonna say they they set the cup down and it jiggles the water into the bad carpeting on the floor. Oh yeah, from, yeah.
4: That,
9: from that middle hump cup holder that they got at <laughs> yeah. Pep Boys. And then the reason it jiggles is they're trying to light a Winston and hold the wheel at the same time.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, it's
9: a lot going on, man.
2: Yeah, I just remember driving to work, and the one road, my dad would go shift because I would like have to like <laughs> shift it for him because he had a coffee and a smoke, and he'd be like That's flicking crazy. the ash out of the little triangle window on oh, the side, and then logo. he would like he would also be able to like have the window rolled down a little bit, and then like he would like spit. All the time, you're like, Whoop, oh. like, hockaloogie, yep. while we were flying. I'm like, hmm. now you're multi talented, but like, uh, maybe just one hand on a wheel. That's all. Just a little something. Is, is that asking too much? You no, know, and every time he spit, he went, Phew, got him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Today's National Tattoo
2: Day, by the
4: way. National
2: Tat Day. Okay, all go
0: right. Get, go get a new
4: tattoo.
2: Billy, how many tattoos you got?
9: I got three. Me
0: too.
2: Do you? Yep. I bet they're not in the same spots. No. I bet
0: they're not either.
2: Billy doesn't have a tramp <laughs> stamp.
9: Well, that, that you know of. That's
2: my Good point, business. Bill. Good point. Maybe,
9: Quick break. That's my
2: business. Quick break. We're talking Levy on Bell with Tim Benz. who's filling in for Mike Pursuta this morning. Billy Gardell hanging out with us on the DVE Morning Show. DVE Sports. All right. We got Billy Gardell on the line in Los... Well, no. He's in Orlando uh, this morning. There.
4: Uh-huh.
5: Yeah. And uh-huh. Uh, Tim Benz filling in for Mike Pursuta with your sports this morning on DVE. What's up? Le'Veon Bell is up and he's up against the franchise tag for 2018. Oh boy. He will not get a franchise he will not get a long-term deal. He will play on the franchise tag which means a mere 14.5 million dollars this season, but then that's it and he goes free agent after that.
9: Can I ask a question? Of course. Didn't we offer like 70 million for 5 years last year? 60 60 for five, right? Last they, year? They moved
5: it up to 70 this year, according to NFL.com.
9: Okay, and you're two busted knees and a groin pull into this operation, right? <laughs> yeah, good luck in the free agency.
5: Plus, yeah, And a couple of suspensions, yeah. yeah. And I want to know how much that played into this. Like, that's one of these details as far as what the guaranteed money was or wasn't. What was it guaranteed against, injury, suspension, et cetera? That's well, a detail. Hey, Let me find you out.
9: Bring a- Pull a car into Sears at Monroeville. The guy's going to go. Well, you got eighty-five thousand miles on this thing. What do you want me to do?
5: <laughs> well, that's part of the reason why it's being suggested he might hold out this year until the very last minute to get in to get that accrued year towards free agency. Here's what Adam Schefter. I
9: wouldn't Schefter, do that. I wouldn't do that.
5: Here's what Adam Schefter said about that.
8: Well, now he's got a decision to make, and he said that 2018 season will be his best. The question is when it will begin. I was told today that a holdout will be on the table. We know he won't be at training camp. He wasn't last year. The question is whether he'll be there for the start of the season. For each week that he misses, he'd be foregoing a check of $856,000. But the idea now is self-preservation and getting to the free agent market in 2019 because this, in all probability, is going to be his last season with the Pittsburgh Steelers.
5: When Schefter says he was told, he was clearly told by the agent because the agent gave him an on-the-record quote. He was the one that gave him the whole, they're trying to pay the position, not the player. So he means the agent there. Which is, again, part of the reason why I think there's this disconnect between the agent and the player. Because you got Bell tweeting out, this is going to be my best year ever. And you got the agent obviously feeding Schefter. Well, it might be a holdout. That's why I think the agent is as much at fault here as Bell is. No question. I say, you
9: know what, man? Good luck to you.
5: You want him for this year, though, don't you?
2: I don't know. I don't know if I want
5: that out. That's, uh, no, you got to have. Who cares? It's so All close.
2: You no, can't. but
1: I think Billy represents a large portion of the fan base. All I right. think a lot of the fans are like, I'm done with this guy. I'm I want him off the team over now. Over and over and over. Who Let cares? Like, we didn't win it
5: with him. Right. We cannot win it without him. I agree. <laughs> NFL is in the black even more than what it was before, despite all the negative news about lower TV ratings and fans not going to games and things of that nature. The whole national anthem flap four point nine percent increase in revenue from last year to this past season for the National Football League. Each team got two hundred and twenty five million distributed to it from an eight billion dollar pot largely due to the Thursday night football games, which we thought weren't going well, but I guess they're doing okay, unless the the new deal was for everybody. Right. Um, one sad note here surrounding the Steelers, Gabe Rivera passed away. mentioned this earlier in the program. He was 57. Of course, he's been paralyzed since 1983, which was his rookie season with the Steelers. Uh, he was drafted the same year as Dan Marino. He was the guy that everybody thought the Steelers would take, you know, a quarterback, but they took Rivera instead. Um, was getting off to a decent start in his rookie season then had a DUI accident up in uh... Ross Township and uh, died as a result of complications from still being paralyzed was in a chair for um, well really more than half his life uh, moving on to one other uh... note here surrounding the uh, franchise tags Lamarcus Joyner as well as Demarcus Lawrence those guys got tagged so did Ziggy Ansa from the Detroit Lions Baseball is the all-star game tonight uh, after the home run hitting contest last night. Bryce Harper won the home run hitting <coughs> contest. And the all-star game this evening, 8 o'clock on Fox. Felipe Vasquez, the lone Pittsburgh Pirate. Garrett Cole of the Astros is there. Jay Happ of the Blue Jays is there. A couple former Pirates. And yes, even this guy, Charlie Morton.
2: Honestly, like, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Like I, This was something that I I really realized that I that it mattered a lot to me. You know, because
5: uh, um, recently I was kind of, you know, I was like, well, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But I realized, you know, if it, this is, this is the best I've ever thrown. And if it doesn't happen now, I mean, I'm, I'm in trouble. And uh, I really just wanted it to happen one time, have the opportunity to be here and experience it. Yeah, it's The first for Hap, the second for Cole. Morton is on a pace for career highs in wins best in ERA, innings, pitched, and strikeouts. He's a good guy. I, mean, you I get, like Charlie a lot. He's a really nice guy to deal with. I think he gets in his own head a little bit, maybe even evidence as part of that soundbite, how much he was thinking about it. That's always been his thing. But he's a good guy, and I'm happy for him.
2: Well, a lot of guys who have been able to flourish elsewhere yeah. after having a rough time here and you know there was times where uh, ground Chuck was in full force here and he was pitching pretty well so I'm happy for him I I always liked him so since 2013 uh, Ian Rappaport uh, tweeting this out there have been seven instances of someone playing on the franchise tag and then leaving the team the next season Kirk Cousins last year Alshon Jeffrey uh, 2016 Brian Arapco Arappo rather I'm sorry 2014 Greg Hardy for the Panthers who went to the Cowboys 2014 Brandon Albert for the Chiefs went to the Dolphins. Uh, Michael Johnson from the Bengals went to the Bucks, And uh, Henry Melton went from the Bears to the Cowboys in 2013.
9: Yeah, uh, I don't remember anybody, and the only reason I remember cousins is because I say cause every four seconds.
2: Well, players to receive the franchise tag and then be traded since 1993. Jarvis Landry last year. Who? Matt Castle. Jared (laughs) Allen what? Corey Williams
9: I don't know what you're saying John Abram (laughs) I'm sorry, again?
2: Champ Bailey Doesn't ring a bell You know these guys Peerless Price (laughs) Tabucky Jones Oh, Tabucky I love Tabucky I remember Tabucky Yeah, it always sounded like you were cheersing him Tabucky
4: Tabucky
2: yourself Uh, Everyone raise your glass Tabucky Kevin Carter anus williams is that Wait, his name whoa, whoa, whoa. Aides. Aides. A- 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 anus no, williams that's a, that's Get a different that one guy <laughs> <Anus> <laughs> williams <laughs> different guy altogether joey galloway dan wilkinson rob moore and wilbur tag Marshall. more than his
5: franchise that's right <laughs> so there you go See so, now a lot of Bell those guys did, not, go ahead no a lot of those guys went to other teams and it didn't work out well for the teams but they got paid <laughs> they got paid they got
2: paid but there wasn't always a long career that followed right
9: or ever
1: See what what I would be doing if if he was my client is I'd say okay listen, like you have to understand here this is about legacy. You can retire a Steeler, and if you're true to what you say you want to retire here, they're offering you seventy million dollars for five years. Thirty plus of that is guaranteed, and if you play with this team forever, you can live here. You can you will always be a superstar here. You will be part of this franchise for the rest of your life for you average. can put out a book we'll buy the book you put out a a restaurant who cares how crappy the food is we'll eat it <laughs>
9: come i eat. wrote about That's that a, you open a bike store we're buying bikes from you but you know what just keep this mouth up you gotta go so for, do
2: you think james harrison has played himself out of being able to open a gym in pittsburgh and have the entire town want to go yeah, work out there
9: when when's the last time rod woodson sold a french fry yeah he's gone goodbye
5: <laughs> it's the improv now, isn't it? That's Woodson's right. pretty close.
9: Nobody's buying no onion rings from Hot Rod because you wore a <laughs> ring,
4: Get
5: lost. He stole his own tip jar.
9: Get lost and don't come back here because you want the love of this city. Because you signed with a sucky city and they don't care when you
2: come back when you're retired. <laughs> That's all I it's true, it.
1: it's true, Bill. You don't you. You speak the truth.
9: I do speak the
2: truth. That's what Billy Gardell does.
9: <laughs> I'm buying an onion ring. <laughs> 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 now I want
4: onion rings. Yeah, I you know. I'm so, sort of salivating ring. over that myself.
2: <laughs> 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 All right, coming up, we're going to have uh, a little vacation talk for you, Bill. Family right. vacation talk. I love it. Love All right, it. that's Next DVE. Responsibly. Yeah, it's the DVE Morning Show. Billy Gardell's with us right now. Live from Orlando, Florida! Billy, good morning. Long
9: way down the holiday road.
2: (laughs) Such a good song. Well, you know, with vacations, uh, it's tough. You know, you have to make decisions for you and your family.
9: Yes, you do. And sometimes split decisions.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. They get brought back up later. (laughs) In a recent uh, blog posting on The Loop, they went through... The family vacation survival guide. Things you should do to make it easier. Because apparently go
0: on separate vacations.
2: <laughs> well, a lot of times your your instinct is to do the opposite of what you should in order to survive the vacation. The first one they say is splurge on extra room for the kids. That's a big one. Yes. They say that's not even the correct term for a decision that will encourage sleep, create important space, and facilitate the ability to wake each morning actually rested. Yes, it costs extra. Yes, accommodations are already expensive. Yes, it's worth it to avoid returning from a busy day of swimming, roller rollercoasting, or jellyfish throwing to two queen beds jammed into 73 square feet of hotel real estate. Or they say, if you can, do an Airbnb, get a house or a multi-room shack.
9: I agree with the extra room, if you can, once they get up into the, you know, 14, 15. And, you know, the best thing to do is bring a friend with them if you can. But now you're adding another passenger, too. But uh, that's the best way to go about that. And then you, then you just, you're in the other room and you go, leave that door cracked. Don't shut it all away. <laughs> yeah. I need to hear what's happening.
2: This one is something <laughs> that used to be the next tip they have for you. is something that used to be reserved for the hoity-toity. But now, anybody can do it. Giant Eagle offers this service. What? Have your groceries delivered. They says so this costs smart. a little extra, and oh. it'll make you feel like, yeah, this is not, yeah, we don't deserve anything this night. They say do it, because no one wants to spend the first day crawling through an unfamiliar grocery store, and that's how everybody starts their vacations. You get lost in there. Stocking up, and you're waiting in line, and you're already kind of frustrated, and it feels like you're doing the same thing you were doing at home. Let someone else handle it. They show up, boom, deliver the groceries and you're good to go. For you know
1: some reason saying? that's a hard sell on for some of the women in my family. Oh, like they just it's no, part of the no, it's ritual.
9: A, it's an outing, yeah, it's an outing. And Patty likes to see a new grocery store. She knows our grocery store so well in Los Angeles. I can call her when I get sent over there, and I can't find something. She'll tell me what owl, how far down it is. Oh yeah, it's, it's like the born identity, and she's that one back at the computer going, turn left, turn
4: left. You got an exit coming up on your right.
9: She knows all that shit. Oh, sorry. sorry, sorry, sorry. That's Dump. all right.
2: She knows all that stuff. Dump. 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 Val did it earlier. Hey, Val already dropped f bombs.
9: Her... All right, Val. Good. I don't feel so. That's two for me in ten years. The first one was good because it went out.
2: Yeah, that. (laughs) Yeah. no stopping that one. Hello, Uh, can you hear me? (laughs) What the... Yeah, that was a a great one. That was Tarantino-esque, the way you dropped that one.
9: I get mad when I can't connect with you guys. It's very frustrating. What the... Uh,
2: The next one is, (laughs) don't go to Disney unless you have to. Yeah. Because if the kids are too young... They're not yeah. going to remember anything anyways. Here's
9: what I would say to all young parents. All young parents. Uh, don't take those kids till they're about 12.
4: Yes. It's, no, a waste, see- it's
9: a waste. Before that, all it is is a picture for you. Because let me tell you something. You get there with a, with a little child. They can't appreciate it. It's too hot. The lines are too long. There's no incitement buildup. You need a good 10 years of programming of... Looking at the commercials and watching the movies that way, at ten they're ecstatic.
2: But Bill, we, Bill has a took, different outlook on this. I, took, I do. Well,
9: I, well, I'll hear a rebuttal. But uh, Will, <laughs> we took Will when he was three, and he threw up all day on me. It was <laughs> uh, don't. It's a waste of time. And then, like I always say, you you spend eight hours in Disney, you walk out of there talking like Mickey.
7: Eight bucks for a bottle
9: of
4: water—that's <laughs> a little steep.
9: <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: See, Bill, I I want to split the difference with you. I don't. What do you got? I think five is the starting age because five. That's early. Four or five. The the thing is, Bill, that especially for girls, is that they they're still in that totally obsessed with princess mode, and they are overwhelmed, uh, overjoyed when they see the princesses. Like now, my daughter, my daughters are seven and ten. They're past the princess stage.
9: All right, you know what? We're going to make an amendment to what I said for the girls. I think if the girls go younger, because they evolve quicker anyway, so if if the girls go younger, I think that's good. But for boys, 10. 10, or you're wasting your money. 10. With a little boy, you could buy some some bottle rockets and a pack of gum and have the same day. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's it's funny. Like if anybody is going to Disney, another thing that I'll recommend is you got to pay to have the memory maker. It's one hundred and fifty dollars. Best value of the trip. It's basically your memory band.
9: maker. Didn't I see Clooney in that ninety seven? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Next thing they say to do: build in, pictures, build in off days.
9: Yeah, relaxation days. you can't pitch every day, Rand. I know, but a lot of times
2: the itinerary for maximum amount of fun involves we're going here then, and then we're going here, and then we're going here. Yeah, we made that mistake. I'll
9: tell you what else. Here's what I like when we plan a vacation. When we do our family vacation, I go, there is one event a day. That's it. One event. We're not going to try to see everything a city has to offer, in one day one event leaves you time for breakfast you go do that event and then you come home there's some rest there may be a little pool and then there's dinner and everybody's still sane add Mm -hmm. more than one event a day it's too much
2: preload your screen they say what's that mean that means fill up the ipad with stuff for the kids to watch while they're traveling cars planes trains buses whatever. Yeah. Give them the damn iPad and keep them busy with their nose in that thing.
9: I don't know, man. Part of me agrees with that, and then part of me wants to say, no, why don't you just stare out the window for 12 <laughs> hours like we did and try to think some things yeah.
2: over.
0: Play cows in the graveyard. I spy. figure
2: it out. Dude, I'd listen to music nonstop and stare out the window.
9: Yeah, and that's fine. That worked out very well for you. There's yeah. nothing wrong well, with that. Well, I mean, did it? I don't know. I uh, <laughs>
2: Uh, it, the, I, I'd never even considered this. They say rent equipment on vacation, like folded-up stroller, stuff like that. Like yeah. you know, like all the stuff for the kids. Just don't bring it with you. Don't don't bother with the traveling no,
9: no, of all of that no, stuff. Just no, rent it. No, no, no. You cannot earn a dad stripe until you have felt like a roadie for the Rolling Stones blowing through an
4: airport,
2: <laughs> 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 having car seats and umbrellas and cribs and high chairs and stuff.
9: My Patty, when Will was a baby, Patty actually had a gravitational field behind her. She could actually pick up items from the security check to the gate. We'd somehow have four more Hudson news bags <laughs> that we didn't need. And the survival of that became a fun game.
2: Bring white noise so you well, can sleep uh, at night.
9: I, uh, well, we're, we're, we're married. We're going with each other. That's plenty of white
4: noise. <laughs>
2: <laughs> But if you're traveling with someone who has sleep, you know issues, issues yeah. you know snores or stuff like that make sure there's white noise cuz sometimes you're cramped into a small area.
5: Last two hotels I've been in have had those in the hotel room right yeah. now. They're nice. becoming almost standard. Fairly common. Yeah, well,
9: that's because they're building all the hotels right near the highway.
5: Here's
2: one that I know most people are going to disagree with. They say let your kids buy the stupid souvenir. Yes, it's a, it's too expensive. Yes, they're they're you're going to forget about it very quickly. But nothing makes them as happy at the time as picking up random stuff and gift shops offer those stupid, quick, reasonably expensive options, they say. Fight the natural impulse to avoid paying for garbage and chalk it up to the price of your kid's smile.
5: I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Everything you say makes me happy I don't have a kid to go on vacation with. (laughs) Every single thing.
9: Nah, you're a tiny-minded person. (laughs) (laughs) You're just selfish. All right, so... um, I would say that the end of that statement is important. I would say, uh, like, you know, in the, in the $20 range, yeah, all right, pick that up. We both know it's going to be busted by the time we get on the plane. <laughs> it's And it is a joy and a memory, and put, it kind of puts a place marker in their brain where they were at. I agree with that. Now, $75 for something ridiculous or $100 for something, we're not doing that. You know, what I mean, twenty bucks. Yeah. Now you got a memory, and then the other thing is, if you put one down on the table, you get to shut down the next two requests.
1: Yep. there's that. We're getting you, one thing you, here today. Did
9: you, did you Did you hear the the dad come out of Billy right there? Yep. That's yep. A fish That's official.
1: Uh huh. Yep. I'm like yep. your hype man. You're You're like, speaking. Like,
9: <laughs> you heard him. I heard heard that guy that day. The best dad tone I ever heard trying to put together a deal was that day I was back visiting. I heard that dad with that family at Permanis. And he was looking over the special for the whole family. And he started with, all right, now look it. Now look (laughs) it. This is what we're doing. Look it now.
1: My uh, my sister in law was just at Disney. They got off the new Avatar ride at Animal Kingdom, and right. she bought both the kids a banshee, which is like this bird that lives in the the world of Pandora, and it was sixty bucks a piece. No, and I was like, "Are no, you kidding me?" A, a They've be- never seen well, the
9: movie. Well, Disney's fil- Disney's filthy now because every ride, every new ride you go to, miraculously dumps you out into the gift shop. Yep. Mm-hmm. you can't leave the ride without. Dragging your kid through the gift shop, yeah, that's just that. That's mean and heartless. It's not bad enough that the wait on the rides is an hour and a half each, and they they keep letting more people into the park. You know, because that's good math. But now they, you have to pull your child screaming through the lightsabers to get to the next ride. It's yep. awful.
1: I, well, what I do is I basically put yep. a burlap bag <laughs> on the top of their head like I'm kidnapping yeah. them in a third gotta, world country. You, I like that.
9: You <laughs> got to you gotta bring them out like they're getting in a van. <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> and last but not least, this kind yeah. of dovetails in with uh, one of their earlier suggestions. Slow the hell down. Slow down. Yes. It's vacation. Yes, exactly. Relax. Don't, Don't push yourself to meet restrictions from your itinerary, etc., etc. This guy That's talks right. about who wrote this article, talks about the time that his dad made him go to a 12:30 a.m. showing of the Hall of Presidents at Disney oh, when God. he was a kid because he said open, the park's not closed yet and he was trying to maximize everything they'd see in the Get park. Get their
0: money's worth. Oh
2: yeah. man, I lost wow. it on the first day of our of our
1: trip. I had they have this thing at Magic Kingdom. It's called Rope Drop, and it's basically you get there at the beginning of the day, the opening of the park, and all the characters come up to the front of the park and drop the rope and then like have a dance party as you dance into the park, and the girls were all like sluggish, and they missed it, and I, I went full Griswold on them. I was like, do you guys want the magic or not? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, it says avoid you're all that. You don't got to get to every corner of the park. If you miss a dinner reservation, it's fine. Relax. That's what you're there to do. There are no haftas. You just got to relax. That's the most important yeah, you
9: thing. Can't You can't get tricked into the anxiety of the vacation or you're doomed. One event a day, that's it.
2: Billy Gardell. That
9: don't work out, hit the pool. I love all of you.
2: Love you, brother. <laughs> we got to go. Thanks to Jerry like? Thanks to Mark Boli for talking love Bell with us this morning. And a big thanks, as always, to Billy Gardell. Next Have week, you, buddy. Bill. We'll talk to you soon. Love you, guys. Be love well. you, love Thanks, you, Tim Bill. Benz, for filling in today. Yeah. You
5: got tomorrow, too, Benzie? I've got tomorrow, and then I'm off to Maine for my relaxing family
2: do Yes. Don't, you don't need to see every corner of the state. Don't forget that.
5: There's no corners. It's
2: just a thumb. It is a, it is a big thumb sticking out, isn't it? Sort of a thumb. What is it doing to... That part of Canada. <laughs> Take that, Newfoundland. I got
0: bike night tonight. Jerkles. Oh, good.
2: Six Is that why you were dropping f bombs earlier, getting ready to hang out <laughs> the bikers' <laughs> character?
0: And the weather should be cleared by then.
2: So. Comedian Louis yeah. Anderson joins us tomorrow. Jeff Conkle, Mr. Wednesday, and Mark Madden. Michelle's up next. Have a good day, everybody. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your
6: face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby.
7: For now you gotta call me Ronald.
6: Would you not eat my pants,
7: Ronald? <laughs> <laughs>